Can they ask for those too? <laughs> <laughs> Welcome back, welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, here we are, I'm Jamal, here with Sir Alec, Happy New Year, we got John Burgundy, hello everybody, hope you guys are uh, having a good one, and let's have a good year, and first of all man, before we get started, people, fellas, Mm -hmm. this is our 10th episode, that's a fucking milestone right there, we did it, some people don't even make one. (laughs) <laughs> yeah. So damn it, if this is it, if we'd ever make a podcast ever again, we got ten under the belt. We do got ten mm-hmm. under the belt. So you know. Here's oh. the ten more. John you gonna hit it? There we go. Let's do this. There we go. Jonathan He's still getting used to the soundboard. He he just late <laughs> first of all, we've started recording podcasts this podcast back in what? Like around July. Back in July yeah. of 2022. We're in 2023 in January. And Jonathan has just now put uh, sound effects on the roadcaster. Yes, sir. It took Starting him, off the year right. Took him a couple months to figure it out. Couple, couple of tries. Before. <laughs> he, couple of fails. He was just sitting over there pushing buttons. He Like he was trying to detonate the world. <laughs> 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 but uh, yeah, we got a, we got a good one. Good one planned for today. Mm-hmm. Uh, Alec, what you been watching lately? How you doing? I'm doing good. You know, uh, watching, you know, always the beginning of the year always feels like a slow thing. But uh, recently, I've been catching up on all the best, what I think would be potentially Oscar potentials. Mm. And uh, so, yeah, I saw films like Babylon, which we'll talk about later because <laughs> we all... We uh first for the first time ever we went together as a podcast to watch um film in theaters mm. yeah, it, yeah and it was Babylon and we'll have our review for it later on in the show yeah. mm-hmm. and but uh yeah and I also saw the whale in oh. theaters recently yeah okay. and then I recently started watching a show called Outer Banks on Netflix mm, yeah I've heard of that one. yeah I'm pretty sure like it's pretty mm. popular I think okay um, I'm late to the party I'm like. Season three is about to come out, I think, next month. Like the party is like almost ending and you're just like, (laughs) (laughs) it was asleep for like a while. But yeah, that's what I've been watching lately. Okay. Jonathan, what have you been been watching? Yeah, so um, I have, well, I was on vacation for like the past two weeks and all that. So I'm back and um, as I was out there, I got to catch up with... Uh, show on Netflix. I don't know if you guys have heard of it, but uh, the recruit. Uh, I definitely highly recommend it. Um, and Noah Centineo. Yeah, his name. Yeah, yeah. That that dude. Yeah, Just big old big old man. <laughs> Adam <laughs> Smasher. <laughs> in his last. Uh, but yeah, no, I highly recommend it. I think he uh did really well in this uh show. 
you know, so when you guys get a chance, check it out. Um, uh, on the plane ride to uh, my destination, I watched The Northman. So uh, even though I watched it in a little tiny screen and like very up close because the person had their like chair all the way down near my face. It was so <laughs> just, <laughs> just how director Robert Eggers intended exactly. for you to watch it on a plane from Guam. <laughs> from Guam. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, despite all those like, you know, negative stuff happening, um, I, I did enjoy that one as well. Um, I also got to catch up on watching Knives Out, Glass Onion on Netflix. Mm-hmm. And also, as Alex said, watched Babylon in theaters with the podcast crew. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, I've been watching uh, uh, Last Chance You, season two, the basketball one. Mm. Um, I watched The Watcher, finished that. Glass Onion. Uh, I feel like there was something else I watched. I Oh, I was going to start Blonde. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> and, and then I saw that it was like two hours and something, which now, as I think about it, it's like, oh, that's not long compared to what we watched yesterday. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, we watched three hour movies on here. But mm-hmm. as I was as I was putting it on, it was like eight o'clock and I had to work the next day. And I got <laughs> I get up at like five fifty five. Right. Right. And I was yeah. like, you know what? No. Nope. I'll not, save this for a different day. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> not not going to happen. So I need to go back and, and check that out. But yeah, uh, Last Chance last chance You, Season 2, Basketball, The Watcher, and uh, Glass Onion. I watched that. I feel like there was something else, but whatever. But uh, yeah, I've been good, man. You know, back to glad we're recording again. I think. Yeah. yeah. So we're picking up some steam here. Mm-hmm. Today... Alec, we got a birthday. Yes, we do. <laughs> we got we got we got a famous birthday, and it's not one of ours. Yeah, uh, <laughs> <laughs> don't think it's us. Well, on this day, on this day in film history, hmm. it is uh, someone's birthday today. We we're lucky to be? record on this day. When I told Jamal whose birthday it is, he had a <laughs> full-on body reaction to it <laughs> in a negative or positive way, Jamal. <laughs> in the middle oh, God. In mid <laughs> but uh today is the king mm-hmm. of acting Ooh. the uh the national treasure himself <laughs> star of the rock mm. face off mandy you know him we love him nicholas cage Yes, sir. <laughs> uh, yeah, Nicolas Cage is an actor, of course, as we all know, who starred in like many big and uh, independent films. Recently, he has been uh, having a sort of a big old comeback recently because mm. I know he's been a uh, he's been uh, turned into sort of a meme in the in the last like ten years or so. Yeah, mm. starring in a in a low budget like. Movies. Well, let's just let's say what they're they're bad. They're bad movies. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but uh, but you know he's turning fifty nine today. Okay. Oh, wow. But uh, yeah, and uh, but recently he's been having a comeback with uh, films like uh, Willy's Wonderland, Ma- Mandy. Uh, the uh, recently he did the un- unbearable weight of massive talent with uh, mm-hmm. Pedro Pascal, which is a funny movie. Hmm. Uh, that's sort of like a. Sort Tiffany of, Haddish, right? Uh, yeah, she yeah. had it too. And uh, it's sort of like a satire on his like career, right? And uh, yeah, it's like very, it's a very meta approach to how Nicolas Cage is as an actor. 
and how the world views him. Mm. But uh, yeah, and he's also got a new movie coming out this year called Renfield, where mm. he plays the role of Dracula. He's just he's he's back. Yeah, yeah. he's back. He's full force. I'm glad. I'm glad to see it. Is this like? Is, <laughs> hold on, hold on, hold on. <laughs> is, <laughs> is, <laughs> I was like, ah, wow. Wait, wait. Is this like the year of the comeback? We got uh, uh Brandon Fraser who Brandon hasn't been Fraser, acting yeah. like in a while, coming making like a comeback, and then we got Nicolas Cage. The thing is, this ain't Nicolas Cage been acting. He just been hasn't been in anything like big. Ah, okay. Well, that's but a good point. Just straight to DVD. Yeah, straight to DVD <laughs> films. Pay off some. Do what pays. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, uh, so. Celebrated to celebrate his birthday. What are you guys' favorite films from him? Well, I'll go because I only got one. Uh, <laughs> Gone in sixty seconds. Wow, mm, that is a good one. I, I, you know, listen. I, I, I make fun of him, at least right now. Uh, but Gone in sixty seconds is a, it's, it's a good movie. Um, yeah, that's Angelina a, Jolie, right? Who? Angelina Jolie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 yeah I uh, the cast is actually really good. Um, but that's like where the first time I saw, and maybe it's not even because Nicolas Cage is in it, but Eleanor, the car, the uh, mm. 1967 Shelby Mustang, that's my fucking dream car. So mm. ever since I ever since I saw that car in Gone in 60 Seconds, I'm like, man, one day I'm going to have that fucking car. So, fans, you what? heard it now. What? If the fans want to gift Jamal oh, his, they, his shit, new car. Buy him yeah. that car. <laughs> if they want to do that, man, I will be your slave <laughs> for life. Some guy, some rich guy in here, like, yeah, Jamal. I'll, I'll still do it. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, that's my that's my favorite uh, Nicolas Cage movie. Nice, mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, for me, I'll go next because I know. Jam- uh, I mean, uh, Alec has like a just long confused, list. Just confused the two no, black no, people. No, 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 no. Great again. Just confused the two blacks. Uh, so I have a couple. He might not have like starred in it, but he was definitely in it. Um. The first one he did star in it was National Treasure. I love those movies, the first and the second one. He played a very, like, charismatic character, which um, in movies that I've, like, I, I don't know. Like, in movies that I've seen him in, I just felt like he necessarily didn't play that charismatic character. But in that one, he definitely, like, you know, he hooked me into that um, role. Um, the next one I know is going to be sound very funny, but The Croods. Um it's voice acting, but I definitely like enjoyed played hearing. A, yeah, played a caveman, right? Yeah, he yeah. played the caveman and like the whole family of like cave yeah. people and all that. But I don't know. He it was like a different side to him that like you know he's able to um, touch uh, families and like be in those type of movies as well. Um, the next one after that, I know I'm gonna get so much hate from it, but Ghost Rider. Um, <laughs> I don't know why. I just like it was the like kind of like the earlier earlier. Uh, hero or like superhero films that I've watched and like you know just seeing it kind of like I guess kind of gives me nostalgia even though I know it's like not the best uh, uh superhero movie not and all that at all <laughs> but you know I don't know why it's, it, it, it still ha- it still has a soft spot in my heart I'm not gonna lie um and I think he did great in it um yeah. portraying that character and then lastly uh I have Kickass I think he did really well. yeah Kickass you know did you know that he was in Fast Times at Ridgemont High I, yeah, I, yeah, I read he that. Had a small yeah. part in that. Okay, he was so like, uh, he worked at the fast food restaurant. Yeah, yeah. so I'm gonna add that to my list because I love fucking fast times at Ridgemont High. <laughs> Actually, yeah, before we get to mine, uh, did you know a fun fact about him? His, uh, do you know what his actual name is? Nicholas Coppola. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. For for fans, uh, of obviously the name Coppola might mean something to you. It's mm-hmm. uh, 
comes from Francis Ford Coppola, the uh, director of the Godfather films mm-hmm. and many other classics. So he is a Coppola. And I, I think I read somewhere that he didn't want to go as a Coppola because he didn't want like the nepotism. I oh, guess yeah, we'll sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, shit, if. If I had a famous <laughs> fucking person, my in my, my uncle directed <laughs> like top two greatest movies of all time. Yeah. Yeah. My uncle like, made Avatar one and two bitches. Is <laughs> <laughs> Jonathan's related to James Cameron? <laughs> oh like, yeah, I, you know that's I, and I'll not to get off on a tangent, but all I've right. been seeing that like nepotism is like a kind of thing now where mm-hmm. like people I was like thinking about talking about that as yeah a topic. like oh yeah. my god like this person can't like they came from this and they're using that uh yeah you dumb fucks <laughs> if you had like somebody fucking rich in your family and was famous uh you would use them too oh yeah so that shit is stupid i yeah. mean unless it's like you know they're not talented yeah there you go then like then like yeah that's like bullshit but it's like also it's like they 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 can't choose who they're related exactly. to. Exactly, like, like not like their fault. <laughs> not their fault that Jane Smith is the son of Will Smith. Like, like what? Like what is he supposed to do? Like <laughs> just like, not do anything? <laughs> like no, my dad doesn't have these resources. I mean, to be fair, his dad did uh, pretty much make him become an actor. Well, that's well. <laughs> Pursuit of happiness and Karate Kid. He was pretty good in Pursuit of Happiness. Though. He yeah. was. He was a good. Now he's. So good. <laughs> hey, no, no, it was like it, it was like this. Like, like Remember pursuit after of Earth. happiness. Oh, I was just gonna say that pursuit of happiness. Karate oh, Kid and after Earth, it just dipped. Uh, yeah. yeah. All right, Alec. Oh yeah, but yeah, back to Nicolas Cage. Um, but yeah, I'm a fan of Nicolas Cage as an actor. Uh, one thing I get because I know he gets a bad rep sometimes for his uh mm. for his films. But uh, one thing I can say about Nicolas Cage that he always 100 percent commits to every role. Like I've never seen him, mm. I never see him like be like, oh, like I'm just gonna give it like half asset or everything. Like you Even know, if it's some, like a week some actors, all that. yeah, some yeah. actors do, but uh, yeah, he always 100 percent commits. And I've seen him be like gen- genuinely great in a lot of movies. And uh, but I think like I'm gonna list off like a top three here okay. in terms of like full on. Peak cage, full on peak crazy craziness. Cage, <laughs> give it to us because I love him when he yells. <laughs> He's one of one of Hollywood's great yellers, and uh, it's the movie Face Off, mm. where he plays the villain Caster Troy, and uh, and basically in the movie, it's him and John Travolta get their faces off. They switch faces. That's such a weird concept. It's a weird concept, but it's a great movie. Like as great a kid, action film. Like that shit was scary though. <laughs> <laughs> they're trans- Growing up, yeah. Like they're transplanting their faces. It doesn't even make sense because their body types are like completely different. <laughs> 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 it barely makes sense, but it's a really fun movie yeah. from uh yeah, 1997's Face Off. And then my second favorite film <clears throat> from him. It's a Martin Scorsese film called Bringing Out the Dead. Uh, this is more of an underrated one. Hmm. But um, it's Bringing Out the Dead, and um, he plays a, uh, what do you call it, like a paramedic. Hmm. And uh, he's always on call, like, all night. It t- like I think the whole film takes place at night. So it's like it's kind of like a mix of, like, Taxi Driver and uh, what's the other game? Like, kind of like a, like a supernatural ghost story kind of thing going on. Okay. 
and it's really interesting. You just see like Nicolas Cage's mind just crumble throughout the whole film, just like staying up all night and like dealing with all these like uh, emergencies. He looks strung out. Yeah, he's very strung out throughout the whole film, yeah. and he's like he's really getting it. Okay. It's a really really good uh, underrated Scorsese movie. I don't think it did too well when it came out, but yeah, I think people are like turning around on it. But um, and uh, my number one favorite is a movie he actually did very recently, which I think he should have like been nominated for an Oscar for. Uh, it's called Pig, and uh, really? the movie Pig is about this uh, this kind of like he's a truffle hunter, mm-hmm. and he lives in uh, Oregon, and by himself in the woods, mm-hmm, in the woods, and uh, he has a pet pig that uh you know does does the truffle hunting, right? And then one one night he's about to go to bed, comes home, then he then his then he gets uh and his home gets invaded, mm-hmm. and then he gets knocked out, and then all of a sudden his pig is gone. Hmm. Bye bye piggy. So he's like, okay, I'm gonna go try to find my pig. So he goes mm-hmm. back to civilization to find his pig with uh with the help of a uh, uh Alex Wolf, you know him from uh, <laughs> from Hereditary and such. But uh yeah, naked brothers Ben. Yeah, it's a, yeah, the, <laughs> the naked brother himself. <laughs> God damn it! <laughs> Sorry, go ahead. Uh, but yeah, uh, yeah, it's uh it's kind of like it feels like it should be in the John Wick universe, but there's like pretty much no action in it. Mm-hmm. It kind of feels like it kind of has that vibe to it. Yeah. Because as soon as you said, like, he was going to go try to get his pig back. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm like, oh, that's John Wick. It feels like the uh, subversion of, like, a John Wick type of story. But it's like, it's, and he has a, he, he plays, like, a really solemn, like, depressed character in the film. Very. And, like, and he's really great in it. It's like he auditioned for John Wick and didn't get it. Yeah. <laughs> and then was like, well, I'm just going to do pig then. <laughs> exactly, yeah. <laughs> the John Wick. Like, not close. To, like, I don't know. I, I forgot. <laughs> I, my joke fell off. I was <laughs> like, uh, st- stumbled there. <laughs> but yeah, uh, I really recommend Pig. This is a great film by uh, directed by Michael Sarnowski. Uh, I think he's. I think he's gonna direct the next um, a Quiet Place film. Hmm. Like, a, yeah, the prequel, A Quiet Place, Day One. Okay. So yeah, check that out. I think it's on Hulu. I believe it is. Yeah, yeah it is. Yeah. So yeah, I recommend that. So yeah, those are my top three Nick Cage films. Happy birthday! Happy birthday, yeah. Nicky, Mister Nick, Mister Coppola, Mister Coppola. We know who you are. <laughs> <laughs> you can't hide. So twenty twenty three is is here. Yes. Um, what are what are some of you guys's filmmaking aspirations for this year what are you what are you guys trying to do or what are we trying to do what's going to happen in 2023 yeah we've um well more uh me and jamal have talked about it recently where we just want to just do a lot more projects this year because you know like when the when the pandemic happened we know it's uh it really like ruptured some uh some potential projects we could have been making so now that we have this, you know, podcast going on and we have like more of a like creative outlet uh, that we have all going together, I feel like we could definitely try to make more films and such like even like little shorts, maybe like five set, five minute movies, you know, mm-hmm. stuff like that. I think that'd be a lot of fun to do. Yeah, I think like I think like you said, with the pandemic, like that shit just wore on people mm-hmm. and shit still probably is. Oh, yeah. And, like, I know last year we were like, man, we want to make this, we want to make that. And then we didn't really end up doing it. And so 
like you said, I'm like, man, this year, like, let's fucking make shit. Mm-hmm. Like, like we should be making something every single month because we have the resources. We got the gear. We got people who can, you know, and like you said, it, I mean, five minutes, ten minutes, like, you know, and then we can build towards, like, bigger projects where we're crowdfunding mm-hmm. and stuff like that. But, like, man, like. Let's just film something in a fucking car somewhere in yeah. a parking lot. It's like, I don't know, that kind of like, I feel like it's that sort of insecurity that all like creatives have where mm-hmm. it's kind of like, I don't know, you get to a certain point, you get to certain ages and you feel like you're not doing enough. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. And, uh, and then you like, you're like trying to sit down and write something and then you're thinking of like, oh no, I need this to be like the next great you know, film or something like that. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know if you guys have those kind of ideas, but it's like, I don't know. I just feel like I should just like, okay, write, sit down, write like a, like a solid movie mm-hmm. and just take it from there instead of just like worrying about like making, I don't know, the next Godfather or yeah. something. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, I think, I think for me, like, uh, with like Instagram, right. Where, uh, you know, me and Jonathan have the Instagram and it was mm-hmm. getting to the point where it was like, it was like, in my mind, I was like, man, I need to just go out and take pictures to post for Instagram. And that wasn't fun. And yeah. I don't, and I didn't want, I don't like doing that. It feels like a job. Yeah. Like yeah. Like it, it, and for me, it's like, I don't really too much care yeah. about posting shit like photos on Instagram. Like, yeah, I know it's a great promotional tool, but I'm not trying to be Instagram famous. Yeah. You know? And I feel like, I feel like you can get in a trap of like, oh shit, we have to do this. We have to do that for Instagram or whatever. So, yeah, I, I I don't know how that ties in with what you were saying, but oh no, no, yeah, I get it. Um, but yeah, it's just like for me, man. It's like I'll try to sit down and write, and like I just haven't been able to just put something down that I'm like, all right, I'm like, okay, we can we can do this, but this year for sure, it's definitely we're definitely gonna do that. Mm-hmm. Jonathan, uh, yeah, no, I mean, uh, something that Alex said really like um touched me and like you know, uh, um. I felt like exactly how he said about like time passing by, you know, you're thinking your age, like shit, you know, I'm not where I want to be, you know? And like, uh, Jamal was saying too, sometimes you go through like Instagram or social media, uh, and you see like maybe other people and you're like, damn, they're there. And I'm the, you know, here, not where I want to be or something, you know? Um, but, uh, I remember, um, I don't know if you guys have seen it, but, uh, tick, tick, boom, on Netflix uh, mm-hmm. with Andrew Garfield, which kind of touches on that topic of like, you know, don't give a fuck about what everybody else is doing. You do you, your time is going to be when your time comes up, you know, don't let age, don't let time kind of be, you know, um, your enemy or like, you know, don't, don't, you know, compete with everybody else, just compete with yourself. And so that's kind of like what inspired me with uh, 2023 of like, definitely like Jamal said, let's crank out some stuff. Um, you know, don't give a fuck if people like it or not. You know, we're just going to crank out stuff just to kind of get into that uh, headspace, get into that uh, movement since after uh, 2020, you know, like Alex said, things just kind of like put a hold on everybody. And so like it's just got trying to get back into that mindset, back into that grind. But definitely like a big, big goal, if possible, for 2023 is like um, doing the whole like, you know, uh, um, film festival circuit because I've never done it personally. But I want to go through it, you know, see how that's like, mm-hmm. be around other like-minded um, individuals, 
And, man, you know what? Like Jamal says, sometimes you got to have that Jamal mentality and, like, win some fucking festivals, you know? Exactly. I, and I know we can. I, I don't know. We can. Yeah, I was going to say, like, between the three of us, mm-hmm. like, I know we can I know we can come up with shit. Like, yeah. TLC has fucking MILF Manor <laughs> <laughs> on, on TV. Uh-huh. If, if this is getting greenlit, mm-hmm. I need some of that money. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because I can come up with 15 fucking ideas if we're calling MILF Manor on a fucking TV show. Exactly, yeah. So. And on top of that, you know, uh, when we, while we do the film circuits and all that, um, get to meet people and even have more people on the podcast, grow the podcast, grow, you know, everybody's uh, spotlight and, you know, just uh, what, what do they call it? Um, I, I, I forgot the word for it, but just getting to know each other. Yeah, uh, uh, networking, networking. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, that, that's 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 uh, on my aspirations for twenty twenty three. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna make a bold statement right here mm-hmm. since we're recorded and we can go back. Um, by December twenty twenty three, we're gonna have. Maybe ten short films done, and that could be okay. like any any length. <clears throat> okay, but we're gonna have ten done. We're gonna be in festivals. Yeah, and we're probably we're we're gonna win some. I'm oh, putting yeah. I'm putting that, that shit yeah. up in the universe. Yeah, yeah. So we'll hold ourselves accountable for it. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. There we go. Uh, yeah. For people, because I remember seeing a video a while ago about um, sort of like these late bloomer filmmakers. Because mm-hmm. you know you hear stories about like someone like uh John Singleton. Who uh, directed uh, Boys in the Hood? And he was yeah. only like twenty four years old, Jeez. right? At the time, that's, yeah, that's a great film. And he's like the youngest nominated director, and but uh, there's like some directors like Ridley Scott. You know, he's also like you know, you, you guys know who he is. Yeah. He like directed yeah. Alien and Gladiator and such. Uh, he didn't have his feature film debut until he was forty years old. Hmm. So just things like that that is like remind me. Okay, like it doesn't always have to be like we. You don't have to be like a. 20 year old to be starting to make films or something. Yeah. You can pretty much start at any time. Yeah. And just make sure you're, you're capable and you're a good storytelling and everything. And That's you, all that matters. And you know, it's funny though. Like, like even though we've made films and we've written stuff, but we haven't like really like jumped into it. Yeah. And like just focused on creating films. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So I, I think about like that where it's like, all right, like, yeah, we didn't do what we wanted to do in 2022, but, like, once we really hone in and actually start making shit, then it's just like, all right, now now you're just going to see fucking the creative fucking juices. Just. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> uh, if only life didn't get in the way. <laughs> if only life didn't get in the way. Fucking life. <laughs> oh, that's why I love it. It's like all these famous filmmakers that all they do is just create mm-hmm. and they don't have to worry about any, anything really yeah yeah mm-hmm. that must be nice we'll we'll be there though oh yeah for sure yeah we'll be there but yeah so uh yeah and also i gotta finish uh going up which will be finished in a month or so yeah how's that going mm-hmm. going well uh yeah we're in the final stages of uh sound mixing okay Dope, and dope. uh majority of the visual effects are done okay yeah so yeah we only have to do like one scene that's pretty much it. Yeah. All right. And next month, then after that, we'll shoot it right off to uh, film festivals. Nice. And then, and then I was thinking about it. I was like, we got to get the fucking documentary going on yeah. that too. Yeah. <clears throat> but I, I do want to wait until you get it finished, mm-hmm. so then we can get your your final thoughts on it. Mm-hmm. Um. But yeah, we're definitely gonna 
get that going. So look at that. Boom. Already got one in the fucking pipe. Yeah. Yeah. There that counts. <laughs> but yeah, I'm excited. I'm excited to see it. Because uh, mm-hmm. shit, I don't think we've seen an update since you showed us that first rough cut. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. I should show you guys a picture. But yeah, uh, the visual effects done by done by uh, Josh Martinez. Josh, man, we're going to get you on here, man. <laughs> we're going to get you on here. We this swear. name has we're, popped up more than once. We're like, get you on here, The man. audience like, who is it? You know. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, yeah, he's done an amazing job with the VFX. There's a scene um, towards the end of the film. I won't spoil it. But a uh, it, just, it involves space, and you know, the whole film involves space. But it looks really great, mm-hmm. and uh, yeah, and a lot of it early on. There's a lot of seamless stuff in there, so I think nice. I think people are going to be surprised. Nice to Good. see, yeah, this uh, this little this little small small budgeted film have such good effects. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And it's, you it's, don't need Marvel <laughs> or, or, or the James Cameron. I, I think it's going to make. I think it's going to make some noise. Yeah, at, at a festival. I would hope I'm so. Excited. Yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm excited to put it out there for the world to see. Yeah, and if not, then guess what? We got we got ten coming your fucking way. Mm-hmm. Yep, exactly. But uh, all right, man. All that sounds great. So, if you're listening, uh, you're like, hey, man, where where's your fucking shit? What what you got going? And if you see us, we might just be like, man, get out my fucking face. Who are you? <laughs> Stop talking to me. What are, you, what are you talking about? You know, you know, I, I don't think, know you. You don't know anything about cinema. We're not filmmakers. <laughs> what are you talking about? We're faking all this shit. Yeah, snatch. <laughs> but uh, John Burgundy. This is the news. John Burgundy. <laughs> John Burgundy. John Burgundy. This is news with John Burgundy. Bitches. <laughs> All right, <laughs> I I love that. Like the music, the music kills me every time. <laughs> All right, so um, I'm gonna start off with reading the uh, box office reports. And so, what we have for uh, last weekend is number one, Avatar: The Way of Water coming in at sixty-seven point four million. No shock there, huh? Mm-hmm. Oh. Uh, Puss in Boots, uh, The Last Wish in 16, uh, 16.8 million. Black Panther Wakanda Forever at 5.1 million. Still going strong. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And, uh, Whitney Houston, I Want to Dance with Somebody with 3.9 million. God, I forgot that came out. I, I, and Babylon, <laughs> I was like, I, I, I didn't even notice it until I just read it. Uh, but then we have Babylon coming in at 2.6 million. When did that? When did that release? Uh, they released that weekend, right? It was like, let me look it up real quick. Jamie, it was like Jamie Pullen. Jamie Pullen. <laughs> December, yeah, December twenty third. Like, yeah. Okay, it, so the week before that, and it's at what two? Uh, right now it's at uh two point six million. Mm, damn. Yeah. <laughs> I guess we'll save that for the uh, for the review. Yeah, we'll yeah. talk about it more. Um. Next thing we have as well is that Jeremy Renner. Is hospitalized. Uh, for those of you that don't know, Jeremy Renner is um, Hawkeye in the uh, Marvel movies. Alec, would you like to uh, update us on that? Or oh uh, yeah, two-time Academy Award nominee uh, Jeremy Renner. Uh, he was recently in a in a very bad accident, where I believe he was um in the in the snow, and uh, he was trying to help somebody uh, like get get like their car out or something like that or their plow out hmm. and uh and uh then he got 
pretty much ran over by the snowplow. Damn. Like his leg, and I think he like ruptured his chest and all things like that. It's pretty bad. But uh but yeah, like right now he is in a stable but critical condition. Uh he released some videos on Instagram showing off that he's okay and everything. Okay. And his family's with him, which is good cuz yeah. uh yeah, I'm glad he's 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 still with us. And today is actually his birthday too. Really? Yeah. You're kidding. No, I swear I oh, swear. Happy, oh, wow. wow, happy yeah. birthday, Mr. Yeah. Renner. So wow. And he's uh he was born in Modesto. Oh yeah, that's right. He was. Yeah, wow. he's, he's close by. All right. Mm-hmm. So he's a he's a California boy. So he's we, a homie. We, we yep. him. <laughs> <laughs> close to Barry King. <laughs> but um, but yeah, uh, I really like uh, Jeremy Renner. I think he's a great actor. Uh, I know like a lot of people, like majority of the world, will probably know him just from like Hawk playing Hawkeye on and Avengers and stuff like that. Right. But he's been in some um really great films and like uh like the Ben Affleck film The Town. Yeah. And mm, uh, yeah. The Hurt Locker, and uh, another film he did called uh, Wind River, which also stars uh Elizabeth Olsen, who plays a Scarlet Witch, hmm. and uh the Marvel movies too. But uh yeah, that's a really great film. It's by the same uh. Writer of uh, Sicario, okay, wow, yeah, and uh, that's more about um, that's more about uh how uh how the, like Native Americans are treated in America, and uh, it's a very interesting film and a uh, really intense uh, third act. But uh, yeah, and I think he's a really great actor, and I I'm glad he's he's doing well. Yeah. And I hope he's able to uh, continue working. Hopefully, he can uh, get better and get back to what he's doing. Mm-hmm. Cause that that doesn't sound. No, yeah, that's um, that sounds just painful. Yeah, so real painful. Hopefully, he can recover and bounce back. Oh yeah, right. Yeah, he also played uh, Jeffrey Dahmer in a movie. Uh, yeah, just called Dahmer. Mm-hmm. Oh wow! Back in two thousand two. Yeah, long time ago. Mm-hmm. Mm. But yeah, and he's turning four fifty two today. So happy birthday! Happy birthday! Nice. You're doing well. Um, and then also real quick. Uh, uh, Damar Hamilton. Hamlin. Hamlin. Hamlin yeah. mm. uh, he's doing. He's doing pretty good too. Mm-hmm. So he's uh, he's breathing on his own, and I think he's communicating too. That was mm-hmm. great. You know, he had a had a scary incident last yeah. Monday. Um, uh, just a regular tackle, mm-hmm. and he went into cardiac arrest. Crazy. So, you know, prayers yeah, up for those may, two man. You never know. Yeah. yeah, it's crazy things that can happen. All right. Uh, do you want to? Um, Introduce the next thing, Alex. I can read it off. Why don't you introduce it? Because <laughs> I have the uh, things at a different page on a different dock. You go to that page and then switch back. Exactly. To it. That's what the bar is down there. <laughs> That's the tab. <laughs> All right. So next thing we have on the docket is Golden Globes. Um, I'm going to go ahead and read the uh, categories. Yeah. The, uh, let's uh, preface it real quick. Yeah, Golden Globe. He's just about to Jesus Christ. Like, like, <laughs> no context. I'm just going to start reading stuff. <laughs> and hopefully you understand. <laughs> but yeah, the uh, Golden Globes are coming up. And uh, I believe it was this Tuesday uh, when we're recording. We're today we're recording on January 7th. And the Golden Globes are on January 10th. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, we were. We did plan to uh, do like a live show for that, but uh, it pretty much too close and on a weekday. We would prefer to record on a on a weekend, so we're gonna save the live recording for um for the Oscars. And we haven't mm-hmm. done live before, so that could be very yeah. yeah. 
very dangerous. Get some practice in beforehand. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so expect a live recording of a of the Oscar show. Mm. We're gonna view it live. But mm-hmm. yeah, so. we should wear real. We should yep. wear like tuxedos. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, let's do it. Let's go right. hard. We, we gotta <laughs> go to men's warehouse and right. rent. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what, what's the occasion? Oh, you know, we're watching Watch the Oscars. The Oscar. <laughs> Get our white. Oh, I gotta bring up a uh, that Coppola wine. That, uh, <laughs> oh, that Josh that? gave me for Christmas. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I'll bring that out for us. So Are we gonna so watch we, it here in the theater room? Of course. <laughs> we we got to record while we're doing it. <laughs> no, 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 yeah. I mean, we're getting speeding right here. But yeah, uh, but yeah, but the Golden Globes are coming up, and uh, Jonathan's about to lit rank off the uh, the uh, categories, and mm-hmm. we're going to predict who's going to win in each one. Okay, so um, we have Best Motion Picture Drama. Uh, we have the nominees are Avatar, The Way of Water, Elvis, Tar, and Top Gun Maverick. No surprises there. Uh, we have best performance. Whoa, 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 no, no, let's no, go one by one. <laughs> oh, oh, my bad, my bad. I thought, I thought we were just going to read them on. And I told okay. you we were going to do one by one. <laughs> okay. Okay. Uh, go ahead. Okay, yeah, so, I don't know, but the, the Golden Globes lists are kind of weird. Mm. Yeah, I'm looking at Because <laughs> it's like, uh, I, I don't know, I wouldn't I have put it uh, Elvis in the drama category. I would have put that in musical or comedy. I mean, I wouldn't put Top Gun as a drama either. No, I think they just wanted to put that in. Okay, because it's like you know the biggest movie of the year. But I mean, it deserves <laughs> to be on the best, <laughs> yeah, yeah, best motion picture list for sure. It's kind of like interesting where they put it. But um, wait, so is this drama? Yes, or- drama film. Oh, okay, yeah, because like the only drama in here is like. Tar, tar, yeah, <laughs> yeah. And I, and I haven't even seen that one, but I could. I've seen you, would, you don't think Process Avatar is drama? No, I mean it has drama in it, but I was more like, of an epic or something. An epic, or like a... I would epic sci-fi. Yeah, action okay, film. you're right. You're like, right. Say is like mainly. In, I mean, it has drama in it. But sure, no, yeah, 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 yeah. You're right. You're right. But, but you're not. You're not going to see Avatar for the drama. <laughs> you're going to. You're going there to watch whales <laughs> swim with light-skinned blue people. With, with, little, with little little mosey, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah. Um, looking at this list, I would say it might be it might be between Tar and Top Gun Maverick. I would probably agree with that. Yeah, um, I would say Tar or Elvis. Tar or Elvis. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm. I you know I think Elvis could have been up there if they actually would have kind of really not so much like stylized it but mm-hmm. just like a autobiography. Oh uh, no, it's yeah. very much. A, I, I mean, a biopic It's very yeah, much yeah. the Speed Racer equivalent of a biopic. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> like I feel like we didn't even like get into any of the juicy deets of anything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So mm-hmm. that's why I would say it wouldn't be up there for me. Okay. And uh, yeah. And uh, I would say the the movies that got me the most emotional were top, what's Top Gun Maverick out of all this, uh, this mm. whole list. So maybe that, that probably would help it. Yeah. Cause you know, really like, I don't know. I remember the certain scenes seen in theater, like most people were crying in the theater. Mm-hmm. So maybe that's why they put it in there. We'll see. But then, okay. So then I can say, uh, Avatar for me mm-hmm. was kind of like there was some there were some scenes. Oh and yeah, there's some emotional parts that later. Too, yeah, but uh, mm-hmm. yeah, but yeah, I'll say I'm just gonna maybe I'm just gonna say Top Gun Maverick. I, I'm gonna go with you on that one. Mm-hmm. 
What about you, Jonathan? You gonna say Elvis? Uh, no, I, I'm actually. You guys convinced me. I'm no, gonna go to no, you said okay, Elvis. Okay, 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 fine. You said Elvis. <laughs> <laughs> You're gonna be contrarian. Okay, fine. Elvis, and watch me win. I mean, uh, <laughs> watch, now watch me win. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm not getting any. Okay, so uh, next category we have best performance by an actress in a motion picture drama. We have the category uh, nominee, sorry, as Kate Blanchett in Tar, uh, Olivia Coleman, Empire of Light, uh, Viola Davis, uh, The Woman King, Ana de Armas. I think it's Viola. Viola King. I'm sorry. So sorry. Viola Davis, The Woman King, Ana de Armas in Blonde, and Michelle Williams in The Fablemans. That one's, I'm not going to lie. That one, uh, for me, it's a little bit difficult because I've only seen maybe one of those. Oh, I've four. seen I've seen none. So I've seen, you've seen none of these. Um, I've seen all of these except Empire of Light. Yeah. That's Olivia the, Coleman's in there again. She's, uh, yeah. yeah she's, she's, uh, she's, she's always like being, she's a great actress. So yeah, I'm not surprised she's in there. But um, I'm going to say, I'm going to say it's going to go to Kate Blanchett and Tar. But I have a feeling that uh, Ana de Armas might sneak in there mm. for the win. Hmm. But uh, Kate Blanchett was amazing in Tar. But yeah, Ana de Armas might sneak in there because I've seen some uh, recent uh, spotlight on her. Hmm. You're saying they're putting the, uh, they're, they're giving her the push, huh? <laughs> they're giving her that push. Yeah, I've, I've seen them giving her that push and uh, people have responded very well to her performance in that film. So yeah. I think that's going to be, I think Cable is just going to be the winner. But oh, Ana de Armas might be the uh, sneaky. The the put your money on her. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm just going to say Viola Davis. I uh, Okay. She's got a great last name. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, she, uh, she she won full Wonder Woman in that. The Woman King. She was, she was really good in that. Jacked. I should watch that. <laughs> she was jacked in that movie. <laughs> what about you, John? I'm going to go for uh, Michelle Williams, The Fablemans. I'm going to just go with one that nobody's going for. Well, I mean, like, since we're all going something different, you know, why not? I mean, you don't have to be different. No, I mean. You can follow the pack. (laughs) It's okay. (sighs) For some reason, I'll go with The Woman King only purely because like she actually had to do like a whole transformation with like her body and all that like actually um uh, damn, I must did too really I mean she became Marilyn Monroe she's like, oh no 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 but I meant like 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 the training aspect of it like you know like oh like yeah, bodybuilding like yeah, yeah yeah and all like, that oh yeah that's, that's why that's why it's very, yeah yeah I was saying like I don't know did yeah no 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 herself too no no like you know n- I'm not taking anything away from Ana Dharma's. I have seen uh, Blonde as well, and definitely she did her homework and like did really well. Mm-hmm. But, but um, yeah. but Viola is jacked in here. <laughs> those those muscles, my. He's <laughs> like, my give me the <laughs> give me the golden glow. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness! I'm, I'm gonna let you finish. But I had one of the greatest performances of all time. <laughs> Take that, Anna. <laughs> Smacks her. Yeah. Oh my god! <laughs> Just like throws her off the stage. <laughs> oh my god! That tiny Cuban woman <laughs> went across the room. 
Hey, I wouldn't be surprised. They they they, they want to get the uh, the viewership up. They want Golden Globes. They're gonna, everybody's going to tune in to see who's going to get slapped now. Who's getting bitch slapped this year? <laughs> <laughs> oh god. Oh, okay. Uh, next one. Uh, next category is best performance by an actor in motion in a motion picture drama. We have uh, nominees: Austin Butler for Elvis, Hugh Jackman for The Sun. Bill Nye, is it Knightley or is it Nye? Uh, Bill Nye. Bill Nye. Or uh, Bill Nye, yeah. Uh, uh, it's Bill yeah. Nye. I'm sure it's Bill Nye. Okay. Yeah. Bill Nye for Living. Uh, we have Brandon Fraser for The Whale. And Jeremy Pope for The Inspection. I have not. The only two things I've seen here are Austin Butler and Elvis and Brendan Fraser and The Whale. I don't think the sun is even out yet. Yeah, I just Googled it. It's still yeah. in uh Yeah. Wait, which one? Hugh Jackman, the sun. Okay, yeah. I was like, what? Okay. Because I do love Hugh. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So. Um, I'm going to say Brendan Fraser is going to take it. That, seem, that seems like probably the... Uh, <laughs> Safe bet. Yeah. That's even though I did love Austin Butler. And yeah. He was, in, he was amazing in that. If but, the will wasn't out, I think Austin would have got yeah. it for sure. Seems like seems like Brendan's gonna have a pretty good um, award. This is his year. Season, so. mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think we all probably. Yeah, I think we all can agree. But he will them. not. But he will not be attending. Wait, what? You guys know why? Uh, no. God, I had saw it. Really? Uh, yeah. It was. It was like a. Uh, I believe it was like some kind of like Golden Globes executive or something. It was like, oh yeah, yeah. yeah. He uh, sexually assaulted Brendan Fraser. And uh, Brendan wow. Fraser spoke up about it, and then he got blacklisted mm. by uh, by Hollywood. So. so he's probably definitely going to win. He's multi. It's going to be an apology, but he won't be there to show up because you know he's going to be like, "Nope, I'm not going to show up." Y'all, y'all blacklisted me. Yeah, Our, which I respect. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I'll, I'll take your award. Mm-hmm. I'm not gonna show up. Yeah, <laughs> you think he's gonna have an acceptance speech or anything, or they're just gonna be like, "Oh, he." I mean, not be gonna, here tonight. He's not gonna that. show up. But how can he have a? No, speech? no, but like you know how they have like a recorded acceptance. No, speech or they'll probably just okay. like I'll like, accept this on his yeah behalf. on his behalf. Yeah. Okay, okay. <laughs> Unless he just gets up there and be like, "Fuck y'all, fuck y'all," <laughs> but thank you. <laughs> Shows up in his uh, his fat suit. <laughs> That'd be amazing. It's like, is Brendan here? <laughs> <laughs> They're just talking shit about him, and they, he's just, like, right there. Well, <laughs> exactly. well, what if that's his disguise? He's like, he comes in as the whiz, like, who the hell's that? I don't know. How'd you get in here? It's the whale himself. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, I'm going to say Brendan. I would agree. Yeah. Um, next category. Oops. Next category. Uh, but hold on, real quick, though. Oh, yeah, yeah, go ahead. Uh, I think, I think, like you said, I think Austin Butler could have with Elvis. Because uh, his performance was really good, mm-hmm. I just think if they would have, if they would have, not saying that they didn't take it serious, but like if they would have, you know, kind of more based in reality, um, yeah, with like the way that it looked and it was shot and things like that, he probably could have. I think that's one of the reasons why I liked Elvis mm-hmm. because it's like it's just compared to the average like biopic is like so out there with yeah. his like visuals and like its presentation. Yeah, so I'm like, yeah, but yeah, I can definitely see them being like kind of like. I don't know, kind of like yeah, apprehensive of that. Like I'm not, I'm not shitting on how it looks, but yeah, like, if they if they went in like a different direction, I could see him probably taking yeah. it. And the industry does like that movie a lot. <clears throat> Notice like a big old push for it. Watch it. He might be. A, he might be the sleeper then. Yeah, he might. Yeah, I think he's definitely like 
him and Brendan are toe to toe. Yeah. Yeah. Um, next category we have best motion picture for musical or comedy. Uh, we have Babylon. Uh, then uh, nominees Babylon, The Banshee of Inisherin, Inisherin, yeah. Inisherin, uh, Glass Onion, A Knives Out Mystery, and The Triangle of Sadness. Let's see. This one is a thinker. I didn't even. Oh yeah, everything everywhere. I think I don't think I put everything everywhere. All oh, is that coming. supposed to be in there too? Yeah, my bad. Oh, uh, ev- uh, everything everywhere all at once. Everything yeah. everywhere all at once as well. Yeah. So Babylon is considered a comedy. I mean, I guess I could see it was or a musical. Movie. No, it was more of a comedy actually. Yeah. I mean, it could be. I mean, there was some like it was a lot of musical like, parts. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. So it could be both. Glass Onion. <clears throat> Glass Onion is definitely a comedy. Yeah. Um. I heard Triangle Sadness is also like a comedy. Yeah, it's a satire. Yeah, okay. Huh. Who's in that one? Uh, Woody Harrelson's in there. Oh, like he's fuck. the biggest name in there. Okay, I need to. I might have to check it out. I do <laughs> like, I do like Woody. I might be speaking. Yeah. Of, I might be speaking about it later. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Actually, I don't know why why I would say that. <laughs> <laughs> but um, in terms of like who's in the, I'm gonna say that. I'm gonna might be the Banshees and the Sharon, maybe. Mm. That's uh that's probably the most besides uh, everything ever all at once. That might be the most critically praised film, right? Out of this whole list, but uh, everything everywhere was also like you know a big hit. Mm-hmm. So I'm, but I'm gonna I'm I'm gonna say the same bet as Banshees. Okay. Um, Jamal, did you watch everything everywhere all at once? I did. Okay. Um, but I probably need to watch it again. Mm. Um, but musical or comedy? Mm-hmm. I, th- I, th- I, I'm tempted to say everything, everywhere, all at once. Uh, just because when it came out, people were like, "Holy shit, this is the greatest movie ever made." So I think I'm gonna go with that one. Um, I, I think I think it could go either they're gonna win big here or they're gonna win big at the Oscars. Yeah, right. So, um. For me, only because I haven't seen the Banshee of Inishirin. Um on HBO Max, by the way. Oh, okay, I'm gonna check it out. But mm-hmm. no, you're not. Uh, <laughs> I, I am. <laughs> Wait, is that a musical or is that a comedy? That's a comedy. Okay, like a dark comedy. Okay, so right now, even though I haven't seen the Triangle Sadness either, but I've heard things about it. My money's either on Triangle Sadness or Everything Everywhere All at Once. Either one of those two. I think I'm leaning more towards, even though I want everything, everywhere, all I want to win, I don't know if it's going to, you know, go there fully. Yeah. So I'm going with Triangle of Sadness. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah. Uh, Next category, we have best performance by an actress in a motion picture comedy. And these are the nominees. Leslie... Manville as Miss Harris goes. Oh, sorry. In Miss Harris goes to Paris. Uh, Anya Taylor-Joy in The Menu. Margot Robbie in Babylon. Emma Thompson in Good Luck to You. Leo Grande. Um, And we have Michelle Yao in uh, Everything, Everywhere, All at Once. Thoughts. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Thoughts. (laughs) 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 (laughs)
I'm gonna say, yeah, I was gonna say Michelle Yeoh's the uh, gonna be the winner here. Okay, I feel like yeah, she's the most talked about part of the film. And uh, besides him, uh, her and uh, Ki Hu Kwan, who plays her husband in the film. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, I'm gonna say Michelle Yeoh. But the second person that might win would probably be Margot Robbie. Right, that's who I'm gonna go with. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> I think, and maybe it's just recency bias. But I think her performance was like amazing. Yeah. Oh yeah, she is electric. Um, and I'll I'll touch on more of that later. Mm-hmm. But I'm gonna say I'm gonna say Margot. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm. Understandable. Um, I'm gonna have to agree with <clears throat> uh, Alec on this one with Michelle Yao. Um, even though like nothing against Margot Robbie, she was also really great. But, um. I don't know. I don't know how to explain it. It's just that. Um, I think there was more hype behind that one. Yeah. I don't know. But also, she's doing a lot. Sorry. She's doing it. Margot Robbie was doing a lot, too, in that movie. But Michelle Yeoh is, like, also, like, playing multiple different versions of herself. Yeah. So, it was kind of like, and she's doing a lot of, and back in the, the 80s, she used to be uh, a big action star in Hong Kong. Mm. And they utilize that in this movie too, so I feel like oh, they'll okay. be they'll recognize that too. Like she's doing action, comedy, drama, like all kinds of things in it. But then Margot's kind of doing the same. Not action though. Yeah, that's <laughs> more, more that's more like choreography, dance, dancing. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. think I think if Babylon didn't uh, bomb. And I'll touch on that later. Yeah, I think I think Margot probably could take it. That that was I have similar thoughts to, as well to that. Okay, <clears throat> everybody loves Margot in these award shows, though. Mm. I don't blame them. So then maybe maybe you're looking at uh, uh, Anya Taylor Joy. Mm. Yeah, looked, I was looking at. It. Yeah, I was like that'd be interesting. Yeah, she was getting it. Maybe she's maybe she's the sleeper in this category. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, she is like the new like. One of the new uh, it girls mm-hmm. and big things yeah. coming up, so maybe it's. I'll tell you this: it's going to be a tough one, whoever. And yeah. I haven't seen the menu yet. Um, I plan on watching it, but mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, we'll see. Yes, sir. It takes yeah. It. Um, we're moving on to the next category, which is best animated movie. We have uh, nominees: Guillermo del Toro's Pinocchio, which is on Netflix. Um, we have Puss in Boots, The Last Wish, Marcel, uh, yeah, Marcel the Shell with shoes on, and we have Turning Red. There's another film called Inuo. Oh, and I didn't put that in. My bad. Okay, no, no, no I was typing good. this up quickly. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, I have no idea what that one is. <laughs> but um, but yeah, um. One is one film I do want to see. I've seen Turning Red, Marcella Shell, and uh, Pinocchio, but I haven't seen um, Puss in Boots. Puss in Boots, yes. I do want to see Or Puss N-U-O. In Boots. Yeah, N-U-O. Uh, when, I, when I figure out what that is, I'll try to watch it. <laughs> but uh, Puss in Boots, uh, I do want to see for sure soon. But um, I'm going to, for this one, I'm going to say uh, Pinocchio. Mm. I haven't seen any yeah, of these. Yeah, Toro's Pinocchio. So I'm probably going to, I'll probably pick Not even Turning here. Red? No. Oh, okay. That's on Disney Plus, by the way, viewers. Okay. Right. You, so, need, you need to stop uh, plugging things yeah. that we're not paying for. <laughs> <laughs> plugging things we're not being paid for. Every single <laughs> Netflix. Uh, Disney Plus. I'm like, ah, Amazon Prime. Right. Hulu. <laughs> Shut up. 
<laughs> but no, uh, yeah, the, Guillermo del Toro's uh, Pinocchio's uh, stop motion film, and the stop motion in that was extremely impressive. Yeah, like, I'm always impressed by stop motion because mm-hmm. you know the the time and patience you gotta have for that. Saying that's something I can never do because you know how quick I would fucking snack that <laughs> yeah. shit off just to make him like move just a little bit, <laughs> just to make hand is up a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Oh my god, that too much. Yeah. I gotta go back. Oh, fuck I that. saw in an interview with Guillermo del Toro that he said that it, when they made Pinocchio, they did like human mistakes on like the uh, characters to make them feel more alive. Oh yeah, for sure. And I was like, that's crazy. And like, you know, I watched it as well. And I was like, I never thought about it, but he, he, he had a point of like, um, usually stop motion. They try to be like very perfect in like their motion, like, you know, trying to get through the scene. But with Guillermo del Toro's like, uh, a thought process, he was like, no, I want them to feel like they're alive. And that when people watch it, they don't see like a stop motion movie. They watch like a film, like if like an, an actor, you know, taking, come to life like you know when you go to the movie to watch it you don't like um you know you just get immersed so basically mm-hmm. i was very imp- like you know surprised that you know that interview and um the film as well mm-hmm. but alec i will disagree with you on this one with uh saying maybe puss in boots only because it was very highly um highly rated highly rated yeah but at the same time when has uh, highly rated movies ever, you know, uh, agreed with the um, the uh, the academy <laughs> the, people, the voting committee, yeah, the voting committee, and all that. <laughs> you got it, Tom. yeah, I had it. Uh, <laughs> but uh, but I, I don't know. I, I will still go with Puss in Boots, even though nothing on Pinocchio. Uh, I haven't seen Marcel the Shell with shoes on, but that also is like another. Is it stop motion? No, it's anime. No, it's uh, yeah, it's a mix of like live action and stop motion. Yeah, it's yeah. crazy. That's another whole other ball game as well. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I'm gonna say yeah, I'll say it for this one. It's gonna be Pinocchio. Sorry, Turning Red. Yeah, I I love Turning Red though. Turning Red was good. It was just that. like you know up against like these other ones. It's a little bit. Mm-hmm. Ooh, it's like it's, it's getting hot in here. And Inuo, <laughs> whatever you are. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. You know what? I'm gonna look it up. I just need to see what it looks like. Well, well, he does that, right? Uh, the next category: best motion picture for non-English, and the nominees are All Quiet on the Western Front, Argentina, 1895, Close, Decision to Leave, and RRR. Alec. <sighs> You know, I definitely want to say decision mm. to leave. I definitely want to say decision to leave. Uh, but I'm going to be realistic for the most part. Mm-hmm. Uh, I will say it's between RRR and uh, All Quiet on the Western Front. Because I believe there is a solid chance that uh, both of those might be nominated for Best Picture overall. Mm. And the Oscars. RRR. Yes, I think RR will be nominated for Best Fiction. If I may. If I may. Don't I, you look at me like that, you son of a bitch. No, no, no. You know if, that's the greatest if film you ever I seen. May, if I may. If I may interject. Nothing against RR. R. I forgot the last R. Um, RR. I don't see, I don't see RRR going all the way to uh, Best Motion Picture. I, I see it as like, you know, what, what do they call it? Um... Like 
Y'all just non-English. No, 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 no. Nothing against. I don't know. No, yeah. It's it's. I, I I could see All Quiet on the Western Front definitely making it to that uh, best motion picture list for the Oscars, but I don't see R R I'm sorry. It's just I don't see it. But hopefully it say, proves me wrong. I'm gonna say this right now. Oh, what I've noticed. This uh, scumming through Twitter. Uh, RRR is played at a theater in uh, Beverly Hills, I believe. Holy. And uh, they play that like every other week or something like that. And every time that plays, <laughs> it is a packed house. And uh, I think they are very much enjoying it. And uh, I feel like, I feel like since as you know, the Academy is in the, the heart of Hollywood. Mm-hmm. I feel like that's going to have a, have a certain uh, play into uh, it being nominated for Best Picture in the Oscars. I mean, that'd be great if it was. Mm-hmm. But yeah, but, yeah. Uh, I will say this is between RRR and All Quiet on the Western Front, but I will say, I will pick RRR as the winner of this category. Hmm. I'm going to I'm gonna agree that it's it's going to be between those two. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, but I am going to agree with Jonathan that All Quiet on the, on the Western Front could yeah. possibly make it to the big one. Mm-hmm. But... If RRR does it, that would be insane. Yeah. Because that movie is insane. <laughs> In a good way. Yeah. Uh, we need more movies like this on the Oscars, okay? Imagine we if really do. Like, shit would just change. <laughs> the game has been changed. <laughs> uh, but I'm going to go, I'm going to go All Quiet on the Western Front. Mm-hmm. But RRR is right there, though. Yeah. So I think it's between those two. But. And, uh, yeah, but my actual, my actual choice is the decision to leave. Hmm. But whatever, I'm gonna say <laughs> for realism is a. Uh, I'm gonna say RR. Okay. I think I think I think RRR actually might win here, and then they may not make it to the. Yeah, Oscar. <clears throat> we'll see about this. I'm <laughs> team. I'm team RRR. He's willing that <laughs> into the universe. Should we do like a wager or like a bet? Sure. Like <laughs> like a shot or something. A shot like like a gun, like a gun? no, like a like a like a shot. Of, of I know something. what you mean. Yeah, yeah. okay. <laughs> you want to shoot us? <laughs> He's like, yes, I do. Uh, let's bet. Uh, how about ten dollars? That's uh, between you two. I'll be the moderator. <laughs> you don't want to lose your ten dollars. I'll, I'll be the moderator. <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll bet ten dollars. Okay. okay. Yeah. All right. All right. Here we go. So wait. So what's the bet? So we know that it, it's not going to make it to the uh, Oscars. And you're betting that it I will. believe that it'll be nominated. It'll be one of the nominees for Best Picture. Okay. 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 No, can no, I, no, can no, I, no, 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 Wait, 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 wait. You gotta get over here and shake my hand. I know. Yeah. I'm gonna shake his hand, but but first, um. Let me adjust my my thing. Not not uh, no. I'm not gonna change it. That it's not gonna make it to Oscars because it might make it, but it's not gonna make it to the best picture, best motion picture. Yeah, but, that's, that's, what but that's what he said. Yeah. Oh, that's what. He that's said. the bet. Okay. Yeah. Get yeah. over here and shake my hand. <laughs> yeah. What if I shake my ass? What? Mm. <laughs> <laughs> you got a Jonathan the Stallion. There we go. <laughs> I am the witness, ladies and gentlemen. You saw it. It is official. <laughs> Somebody is going to lose ten dollars. It's going to be John. And it's not going to be me. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Yeah. Then last category. I'm oh, sorry. I'm just a little afraid now because okay. with but, that Beverly Hills. Uh, last <laughs> as he catches his breath from the handshake. Uh, last category. Took a lot of power. Uh, best director. Uh, James Cameron for Avatar: Way of Water. 
Steven Spielberg, The Fablemans, uh, The Daniels. Was that a typo? No, uh, they they're both named the, oh. they're, they're both named Daniel, and they call themselves collectively as the Daniels. That's some that's some <laughs> yeah, which is fun. Yeah, yeah like that's that. we're the Daniels. Yeah, uh, <laughs> ah, God, it's the Daniels. <laughs> the fucking Daniels are here. People sitting at the tables. So but yeah, Daniel. <laughs> but yeah, Daniel Daniels. Daniel Kwan and Daniel Scheinert are the directors mm. of everything, everywhere, all at once. Okay, and then Baz Lerman, Baz Lerman, 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 Lerman for Elvis. And Martin McDowell. McDonald? McDonough. Mc- okay, Alec. <laughs> <laughs> I've heard these names for okay. now. So I'm sorry. We can read too. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I was just making sure. The Banshees. <laughs> you said you can read? I can't. <laughs> uh, the Banshees of Inishir. Inishir, yeah. <laughs> the Banshees of Ed Sharon. The Banshees. <laughs> <laughs> I love love in the shape of you. God, that'd be so great. Oh God. But yeah. Banshees of Ed Sheeran. But yeah, best director. <laughs> uh best director. I'm gonna say this will go to um this is a this is kinda tough one. Uh I'll say Steven Spielberg for the fable ones. Mm. Uh not just because he's, you know, Steven Spielberg, but I think he did a gen genuinely amazing job with directing that film and uh yeah so let's say but i'll say for it might be the daniels might be second for me part of me is leaning towards avatar Mm -hmm. um but i could see how i could see how the daniels could win it Mm -hmm. so i am going to say the daniels Cool. For me, it's a little hard just because I haven't seen The Fableman, so I don't know what I'm missing out on that. Um, but from what I have seen, um, I'll go with The Daniels as well. Uh, everything, everywhere, all at once. All right. Cool, cool, cool. That's that. So that's, that's the, the uh, that's the major categories. But yeah, that's the, that's our little predictions. And then obviously we'll do one for the Oscars. And oh, then yeah, obviously sure. we're gonna watch it live. Yeah. Um, so <laughs> we didn't get a chance to do uh, a oh, in memoriam from last year. Uh, so we're gonna so we're gonna do one now. We're gonna quickly just name off the people we've lost. Mm-hmm. Um, so these are the list of people that have um, died in 2022. Did I get that in- list? I'm sorry. Oh, um, I can share with you. Okay. Should I go ahead? And yeah, go ahead. Okay. <clears throat> we have uh, Sydney Poitier. Poirier. Poirier. Yeah. Po- yeah. Go ahead. You okay, read it okay. off like five I times. I know. I know. Okay. Um, we got Ray Liotta, James Kahn, Paul Sorvino, Christy Alley, Tony Sirico, Kevin Conroy, Leslie Jordan, Robbie Coltrane, Angela Lansbury, Louise Fletcher, Jean-Luc Godard, Peter Bogdanovich, and Heish, Olivia Newton-John, Stephen Twitch Boss, Nichelle Nichols, Gilbert Gottfried, Bob Saget, William Hurt, and 
Ivan Reitman. Yeah. So a lot of great ones passed away. Mm-hmm. Like we talked about uh, Ray, Ray Liotta, James Conn, Paul Savino on this pod, on the podcast before. Certain ones we haven't spoke upon. Uh, Sidney Poitier. Mm-hmm. He's uh, one of the one of the great, you know, black actors. This is one of the great actors in general. But uh, yeah, well, he's the first black actor to win and a uh, black male actor to win an Academy Award. And uh, yeah, he starred in many great films such as like Who Guess Who's Coming to Dinner and uh, Lilies of the Field. Uh, all really great movies. You, anyone down here listening here should check out. Then we also saw uh, Robbie Coltrane, who played uh, Hagrid in the Harry Potter movies. Mm. Uh, yeah, that was a sad one, cause, you know, yeah. growing up with those movies. And Jean-Luc Godard, a uh, famous French director. He uh, directed films like you. Uh, anybody in film school, you probably heard of him. Uh, he directed uh, Breathless. Like that's, that's pretty much a famous film. He basically di- uh, created the jump cut editing mm-hmm. format style. And uh, another sad one for me was uh, Kevin Conroy, who was the voice of uh, Batman in the uh, the animated show and uh, the Arkham Arkham games. If mm-hmm. you guys played that, yeah. So yeah, he's basically just like you know default voice for Batman. And uh, Gilbert Gottfried and Bob Saget, two two really funny comedians that passed away last year. I actually forgot that Bob Saget passed away. I thought it was like twenty twenty one or something. Yeah. And, um, and of course, uh, Steven Twitch boss, he was a dancer. He was like a, he was like a co-host for the Ellen show, right? Yeah. 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 The, the DJ. Mm-hmm. He, uh, he, uh, yeah, he committed suicide, did he? Yeah. 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 That's tragic. Yeah. And, uh, he's not on here, but, um, God, the green. The oh yeah. Ranger. Jason David Frank. Yeah. Go. Yeah. Jason David Frank passed away. Yeah. Sadly. So. Uh yeah, so this is our reminder that just like you know, hold your, hold your close ones close, and yeah, just love them. Tell them you love them as much as you can every day. Mm-hmm. So R.I.P. to them, man. Yeah. <clears throat> and now, uh, Gladiator Two, Alec. Yeah. You just you just knocked this one on here. Yeah, because yeah. it happened like late yesterday. Mm. Kinda, but uh, so yeah, there's a Gladiator two coming out. I don't know when exactly it's coming out, but it is coming. And really, Scott is returning to direct the film. Interesting. And um, this one, well, not about well, spoiler alert for Gladiator. Oh, but oh, oh. <laughs> spoiler alert! Spoiler alert! <laughs> Great, yeah, we're gonna have to work on that. Yeah, I know you're gonna work on your timing, <laughs> but uh, but yeah, uh, spoiler alert, uh, Russell Crowe uh, died in the first film by the end of that movie, and uh, he was the main character in that one, the first one. But now we're getting a new gladiator films, and uh, lead the lead character has just been cast, and he will be played by Paul Mescal. Uh, this is a this is a pretty much a fairly new actor, and uh, he's about 25, 26 years old, I believe. Mm. And um, he recently starred in a film called After Sun, which I might be talking about later. Just saying. Mm, okay. But uh, yeah, and uh, he's a Scottish actor, and he's going to be playing the the nephew of uh, Joaquin Phoenix's Phoenix character in the first film. And he'll be older now, and of course, I'm not sure what he's exactly going to be doing in the movie, but going to be an interesting one. I believe 
Paul beat out actors like Austin Butler and um, Richard Madden, I believe, for the role. So he must have really impressed really Scott in the audition room. Nice. Not gonna lie, seeing his picture on like Google really looks like Joaquin Phoenix back then. He looks like a Roman. Yeah. He <laughs> <laughs> looks like a, he does look like a legit Roman guy. <laughs> like it'll be easy to see him in the, that costume. Yeah. <clears throat> what costume? That's, that's how I showed up. <laughs> so I dress every day. Came in the college like you're in. <laughs> but yeah, uh, what's your guys' thoughts on that Gladiator 2 happening? Uh, <laughs> Jamal's like, hey, you know, it's a thing. It's it's a movie. It's a movie. <laughs> Just Jonathan. I'm like, I love the first one, and like, I thought it was one of those like one and done deal type movies. You know, I don't really see the need for uh, a sequel. Um, oh, but I don't think you heard about the uh, a script about a uh, that or two. There's like an early script, mm-hmm. <laughs> like made a couple years ago. Yeah, like probably back when the movies come out, but it recently got some news, like a couple of years ago. But um, uh, a musician named Nick Cave wrote a script for Gladiator Two and pitched it to uh, Ridley Scott, and it's about Russell Crowe's character who comes back to life, and uh, he fights Jesus. <laughs> I think I think the <laughs> <laughs> and um and I believe it was called uh, Christ the Gladiator Christ Killer. <laughs> and he fights in um and he fights a and he fights in World War Two. He's he's a, he's like a he's like a immortal like like a warrior. Like he goes through like all kinds of wars and shit. And I was like, it sounds insane, but I would love to see that movie just for the insanity of what, what that could contain. <laughs> it sounds like the atheist would be lining up to see that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I'm not saying like it's kind of silly, but it also sounds so insane that yeah. I would like to see it. Just fighting Jesus. That's another. That's another thing. That another topic that I would love to talk about. Just like un unmade movies. Yes, because I I love like looking at unmade movies and thinking of like like just insane ideas for these sequels. I'm just trying to picture like how do you even just like call out Jesus for a fight? <laughs> he just turned into Kratos from God of War, basically. <laughs> Like he's fighting Jesus. Like, do you get down and pray? Like, Jesus, what's up? <laughs> right. And Jesus would be like, I'm turning the other cheek. <laughs> Russell Crowe just in his outfit is like fighting Jesus. Yeah. And he's like, ah! <laughs> <laughs> like, how do you stop Jesus? But, yeah. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, as you were saying, Jonathan. Um, I don't know. It's like, I, I love the Gladiator series, so I'm, like, torn. I'm like, I don't know... If, like, I want to watch it, but I know I'm definitely going to watch it. I wasn't sure if a Gladiator sequel was, like, necessary, but I don't know. I like the actor a lot. And uh, Ridley Scott's returning. And Ridley Scott can be hit and miss, but he's but when he makes great films, he makes great films. So, so yeah, I'm looking, looking forward to see how it turns out. Nice. <laughs> I saw on uh, Instagram that... Yeah, trusted news. Oh, uh, is, that, is that what you sent us? Yeah, oh, no. uh, that's why. Yeah, that's how I said it. So um, leaked, uh, big screen leaks is uh, the action scenes were received extremely well in Blue Beetle during test screening, and it's a lot of hand to hand combat action sequences, and they sound super entertaining. So um, 
I don't remember what episode I talked about it, but I wanted there to be a Blue Beetle movie, and uh, I think Alec had told me, yeah, they were, like, uh, plans to uh, release it in, like, I don't know, in, like, 2023? Was it? That's what it might be this year, yeah. It says says release date August 18th, 2023. Okay, well, yeah, so... Um, you know, I'm, I'm very excited cause I love the blue, uh, beetle character. He is, uh, uh, one of those, he's a D yeah, for those, no, no, DC character, blue beetle. Yeah. Uh, um, Mexican character, Mexican superhero. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And you know, you know, I don't really see a lot of those. So I get excited when I see like, you know, uh, somebody from the Latin community mm-hmm. in, in a superhero movie. Um, and I, I know, or like seeing blue beetle in the comics and, um, especially the animated shows. And, you know, I really like his costume and, like, the whole, like, alien thing on his back. Uh, but reading that just really got me excited. And as well as, uh, I don't know if it's 100% sure, but I believe, um, what's his name? Uh, from Cobra Kai. Yeah, from Cobra Kai. Uh, uh, Zal- Zalu Meruduena? Yeah. His name is? Yeah. Yeah, he's uh, uh, reported to play, I think. The no, main he, he is. Yeah, he oh, is. He is. Yeah, he's he's yeah. The he's movie's done. So yeah, yeah. And, uh, <laughs> so yeah, I'm excited. I the movie's like, done. Yeah. And, and if, I just I just wish like he would go see it. And well, I, it, it, there's a rumor. <laughs> like, there's, God. A, there's a move. There's a rumor that this movie is playing right <laughs> there's now. A, there's a rumor that he's that he's starring in it. <laughs> I'm watching the movie. Oh shit! Oh, confirmed. <laughs> and uh, I don't know if you guys have seen Cobra Kai. On Netflix? No, I'm just kidding. Uh, last last time I'm gonna do that. But now, did, you, did you just ask me if I've seen Cobra Kai? <laughs> Excuse me. <laughs> the fuck? I was I was I was saying that more towards the audience. But <laughs> we know you've seen Cobra Kai. Uh, yeah, number one stand right here. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, Alec did put us all on Cobra Kai. I did. Like, and y'all didn't listen um, to me at first. <laughs> <laughs> if there, if anybody was near Alec during the time of like Cobra Kai. You would have heard Alec preaching. But hold on, good dude, but word. you got a Cobra Kai back on YouTube Red. Yeah. Not See, Cobra, that, that not, was a hard sell. Yeah. I'll admit. Not Cobra Kai on Netflix. Yeah. He was he was talking about it when it was on YouTube fucking Red. Yeah, yeah I get yeah. it. That's the hard sell about it because YouTube is YouTube. Yeah. Because yeah, I remember like when you first, I was like, but it's on YouTube. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I know, but guys, trust me. <laughs> it's good. It's so good. They don't make movie on YouTube. They don't make movie on YouTube. Gosh, got a Logan Paul's <laughs> Karate Kid. <laughs> I remember. I remember when YouTube tried to go that whole like filmmaking route. They had like studios and everything, like in LA, where and you could said, go record. Then they dropped that. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to Blue Beetle. Yeah, uh, I've heard the. I heard the Warner Brothers was pretty high on it. So mm. for them to think a movie is good is like a probably like a crazy thing now considering. I was gonna they say canceling shit left and right. Yeah, let's uh let's have this discussion in March and see if it still comes out. Yeah, that was <laughs> oh yeah, but all this uh, this new new DC stuff. Uh, DC is changing every day. Mm-hmm. But uh yeah, I'm looking forward to Blue Beetle. Mm-hmm. Um, and real quick before we move on to the next thing, uh, I did get um or saw yesterday that uh Netflix had officially said that they are starting or they're going to do um wednesday adam season two or wednesday on netflix that it was well received and everything so they're like promising a season two for wednesday on netflix well it took a minute to renew the season because uh i i think 
the Adams family, like the Adams family characters, are like owned by MGM. Ah, so then and that means they're owned by Amazon. So oh, it's wow. like a sort of like <laughs> it's like a sort of like That's weird a hard contract. Thing. Yeah, but yeah, I think Netflix like one that like licensing thing, hmm. licensing thing for the Wednesday show. And yeah, it's set to release on 2024. So we got that. To cool, cool. I enjoyed Wednesday. Yeah. Uh, real quick, I was also I had also started watching the last blockbuster. I know we're so far past that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you forgot about that. I know we're like way Netflix, Netflix forgot about it. So like, it was way, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like way past that. But it just as soon as you said Netflix, I said that's that other fucking. Show. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, Batista. Yes, Alec. Oh yeah, Dave Batista. You know him from uh from uh, the Guardians of the Galaxy films. Well, I know him from my childhood as a WWE wrestler. I walk But yeah, I know him as a WWE wrestler. But then he's recently uh, become a uh, more of a serious actor. Recently, mm-hmm. uh, he's been in the Guardians of the Galaxy film as Drax. Uh, he was in Blade Runner twenty forty nine and Dune, and uh, na- and he was recently now he was just in a Glass Onion, and then he's going to be in Knock at a Cabin. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. and he looks really good in that. Oh, yeah. he was in uh, Stuber too. He was. Oh yeah, I didn't. I never saw that. Yeah, Stuber. <laughs> he's a he's an Uber driver named Stu. <laughs> Hilarious! Oh my oh god! Oh god! I never saw it. Yeah. But <laughs> but yeah, uh, recently he's very he's been very outspoken about his uh. His uh, career, mm-hmm. and uh, recently he said uh, that he's glad that he's uh, he's calling it quits with Marvel uh, because he wants to be a, taken seriously as a more serious actor. And he's actually took a shot at The Rock, saying he doesn't want to be saw like that. Dwayne Johnson. I saw that. I was gonna say, so I'm glad you brought that up because I was gonna say it too that I'm noticing like there's a pattern with all like um, a lot of these WWE. Um, Oh no! Yeah, it's wrestlers all, that they it's all like machismo. try to, yeah, like <laughs> it, uh, The Rock, John Cena, Dave Batista. You know, I don't know who else is next coming on board, but you know, they. I guess once they like retire to that, they find it. Um, yeah, I guess like suitable for them to go into acting since they act in wrestling and all that. Wait, I, is it acting? Well, I well, I was <laughs> wrestling. You telling me wrestling's not real? <laughs> I was gonna say um, the shot at The Rock. I think it's more like because The Rock, we know him as just, he's just one dimensional. Oh yeah, he he's has just, one mode. Yeah, he's yeah. just The Rock, and so I think it wasn't like oh fuck The Rock. I think it was more of like hey, he's cool in what he does, in what he does. But I'm not just trying to be Drax, you know. I'm trying to be like right. I can I can maneuver different genres. I at least at least what I I can see that. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I see it as Batista taking a shot like uh, the the rocks like work. Recently. Yeah, yeah. It's like it's like he's making these silly dumb yeah. action movies. I want to make like you know more Dunes or Blade yeah. Runners. Like he like he's Glass Onions. Like he's those. trying to branch out his uh mm-hmm. his, his, his image, repertoire. His, uh, yeah, yeah. There you go. Mm-hmm. Not gonna cabin looks. He looks like he's done a great job in that one. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. And, uh, yeah, so I'm excited to see him do more serious roles. And I actually thought, and I know we'll get to Glass Onion, I thought he was, I thought his part was really good. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. I kind of wanted to see more of him. Um, was his name Duke Cody? Yeah. <laughs> Duke, Duke don't do pineapple. Stream. <laughs> oh, you know what? Uh, I like him when he said, uh, I, like, I like movies, don't be a nerd. Yeah. 
Yeah. Uh, but yeah, um, and uh, some people, some people have been getting mad at him for this because uh, they consider what he said to be a spoiler for Guardians of the Galaxy Three. Okay, because I guess there's a is a rumor or at least like it's speculation that he might his character might die in the film. Somebody's definitely dying because in the trailer, what's it's Rocket name? Raccoon. <laughs> Wait, hold on, hold on, hold on. Let me, let me. That's not spoiler. Is it a spoiler? <laughs> and I'm just, I'm just guessing. You said wait, that with wait. confidence, though. No, no, hold on, hold on, hold on. Let me, let me, wait, wait, hold like, like, did you, I? Like you have read the script and said, <laughs> like, wait, let me just say this. Maybe, maybe, stuff? maybe I read a leak or so. <laughs> let, let, me, let me, let me just say this. Stuff that we have said on this podcast, podcast have come true. We have very real. So. We have had a recent uh, run with uh, mainly Jamal getting predictions right, especially the Gal Gadot. Crazy, <laughs> reprising Henry Cavill yeah. not coming back as Superman. Jesus, <laughs> so Elka Dove returned to Fast and Furious. So I'm gonna I'm gonna make a prediction in here. Somebody's gonna die in Guardian of the Galaxies. <laughs> I don't know who, but in the trailer, what's the name? Is he's like, <laughs> so I think <laughs> your mom made the greatest face. So of I so I think somebody's gonna die. Oh yeah, Chris Pratt like crying. Yeah. yeah, I remember that. Or maybe he was just crying that he fucking butchered Mario. Oh yeah, <laughs> just hear the Mario voice coming up. Wow, <laughs> <laughs> it's me. Let, oh god, that Mario voice is not that's great. Horrible. But I mean, yeah, Jonathan, Jonathan, don't tell me you think that's a good voice. He he loves it. <laughs> I think him going, I think him they, going like, let's go. <laughs> I think the only character in that like universe that does their job really well is uh, Charlie Day as Luigi. What about should've, that? He should have been, <laughs> been Mario. What about Jack Black? No, no, I'm just kidding. Er, 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 Jack Black er, sounds great. As yeah, no, he, yeah, he, he's he's amazing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and uh, Keegan Michael Key is playing Toad. It's like I still can't. Get it's that like over Chris my head. Pratt has <laughs> never played a Mario game. <laughs> like we're, we're not asking you to fucking put on an accent here. You know, that video where he's talking about playing Mario, and he's like, and it's like, and he couldn't remember the name Koopas. He's like, he's like he's like thinking about it for a second. He's like hesitating for a second. Like, wait, are they called Koopas? Yeah, Koopas. <laughs> it's like, oh, have you actually played this game? Or are you just like, <laughs> are you just getting that check? Like, it's just, it's a me, it's Mario. A, like, no, come on, wahoo! It's not that hard. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so yeah, Dave Bautista is excited to leave Marvel. Mm-hmm. I th- I think it's also he doesn't want to get uh, typecasted. Stick, yeah, typecasted. Mm-hmm. As just oh, I'm just gonna be in superhero stuff. Yeah. So I think honestly, I think <laughs> a knock out of cabin because he seems like he might be the lead in that one almost, mm. or maybe I think he is. Yeah. Maybe like a super supporting. Yeah, I was gonna say maybe like. A um. So that'll be interesting to see like how it how it does. I mean, he's got M Night. It's an M Night film, so we'll we'll see. Mm-hmm. Question for you guys. No. <clears throat> Do you think <laughs> <Still asking>. as <laughs> a as a. <laughs> You think as an actor, you've made it if you made it into a Marvel movie, or is it now more of like a dangerous thing to be in a Marvel movie? <clears throat> Thoughts? I think I think you know, interesting way to put it. Yeah, uh, yeah. Are you gonna say something? No, oh, go ahead. I'm thinking. Uh, I think it could it could go either way, right? Mm-hmm. <clears throat> like you know, obviously, like superhero movies are the biggest thing now. Like back then, yeah, it was probably like not the best thing to do, but like yeah, now. It's like it's like everybody wants it because you know it's making all that money. <laughs> you get all this recognition from everybody. You mm-hmm. get you get more in the spotlight more. 
But, uh, yeah, it depends. I don't know, because I feel like someone, like, I don't know, I'll say, for example, maybe, like, Brie Larson. Mm-hmm. Did a, I feel like being Captain Marvel kind of dented her career a little bit because she's like an Oscar winner and everything. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, and I feel like the the reaction to Captain Marvel kind of like made Locked some people turn on her a little bit. It, yeah. And even it, though I do like her a lot, but yeah. like yeah, I feel like it's kind of like I don't know. Like then, you don't want to say it's like beneath. Oh yeah, yeah. them. Mm-hmm. But I I think I thought you were gonna go there, but like Tom Holland for instance, mm-hmm. like he's. He's kind of getting to the point where he's just going to be Spider-Man. And that's, oh, yeah. and that's nothing on against Tom Holland. But where you take somebody like, let's say, like Jake Gyllenhaal, when he came into, what's his name? He had a catalog before the superhero yeah. movies. So I think if you have, like, an established catalog before you jump into it, oh, yeah, you, sure. can, you can kind of come back from it. Mm-hmm. But, like, if you're, if you're Tom Holland and this is what, kickstarted you yeah and made you like the superstar now it's kind of like, oh you're spider-man and so until he does something else and it garners like that same like attention i think it it you know yeah i think kinda... yeah i definitely get that mm-hmm. and it's like what was i gonna say it's like something yeah definitely like it could go either way for depending on the actor yeah and like their whole career in general, because yeah, like he's like like Jamal said, it's basically like every time we're gonna see Tom Holland, we're just gonna think instantly Spider Man, mm-hmm. yeah, Spider Man. And uh, and I remember uh, an interview with Timothy Chalamet, and he said uh, Leonardo DiCaprio told him that like don't don't do hard drugs and don't play superheroes. Mm. <laughs> so I was like, and I remember ye- seeing years ago when the new Spider Man was being cast. Tim Fischelamay was on that list. He's the one of the people that auditioned. Mm. Obviously, he didn't get it. Yeah. But now it's kind of like Tim Fischelamay is like the big, like, like, I don't know, like awards darling. Like, he's like every movie's in, been critically acclaimed. And not to say like Tom Holland's doing bad or anything. Yeah. But, he's yeah. De- but you know, he's, doing, he's definitely going like the more blockbuster route, mm-hmm. starring in Spider Man, playing in uh, Uncharted, stuff like that. So it's like two different types of careers. I feel like Tom Holland's going to stay in the. Yeah, more in that realm, more while Timothy Chalamet is going to play more different variety types of characters. And I, and I, I I like that though because some people have to be, and they don't have to be, but some people, you know, we need the blockbuster stars. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. And then some people we do need like, oh shit, this person's literally going to win an Oscar, and nobody else is even going to come close. Mm-hmm. So you kind of have to have that balance of that. What was your original question? Uh, do you think it's like good or like bad to go into like <laughs> the to, to make it into like a like a Marvel movie yeah. out of every out of anything because DC you don't really see it as much you know uh but with Marvel it's like that yeah like you know that thing I thought of it more of as like um it could be a good way to like jumpstart your career uh, have lots of eyes see you mm-hmm. but don't get trapped you know you don't go. stay in there too long yeah. because then you'll like. Like you said, you'll be known as that one character, and once you get out, you're like, uh, I don't know if I can play anything else, you know. But then or, it's hard though when you literally put Marvel on anything, yeah, and it's going to be a box office hit, probably. Yeah, right. Yeah, and then now it's like, oh shit, now I'm making all this money, and then it could just become, well, I can just knock this out and not have to give a full, you know, like in depth kind of performance. <clears throat> People are still going to go watch it. Yeah. So, yeah, I think I think it just depends, like Alex said. And another thing I actually just remembered, uh, 
someone like, you know, Austin Butler. He just broke out recently last year with Elvis and everything. He's going to be in Dune 2 and stuff like that. Like, he definitely has the chops to be, like, you know, like one of the next great, great actors of our time. Mm -hmm. And uh, I've seen that he's actively, him and his agents are actively trying to get him in the role of the Human Torch for Mm. the new Fantastic Four reboot. Which I think physically, like, he he definitely looks a part of the Human Torch. Mm Mm-hmm. But I'm kind of like, I don't know if I, he necessarily needs to be yeah. in the Marvel movie at this at this point. Yeah. But I mean, I mean I'd be looking forward to it if he did. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like I said, maybe his agents are seeing like, okay, he's getting a good enough, like, you know, uh, following. They just want to jump that, or like, you know, times by 10 on his following to like oh, yeah, get more sure. name recognition and all that. Yeah, but um, being a Marvel movie, just like locked in for like. A ten picture contract, whatever. Yeah, that's, that's always good. <laughs> yeah, come back in, just do a couple, just fly around mm-hmm. on wires. Some, yeah, some green screen, <laughs> green screen. You call it a day. Like, all I right. mean, there are times when you can go into a Marvel movie and not get locked in for ten. You know, like Jake Gyllenhaal, he just did that one movie. But I, I also think somebody like Jake, where he did it, and he probably was like, all right, I tried it, wasn't for me. I'm gonna go back to doing what I'm doing. Samuel mm-hmm. Jackson. Yeah. Been like, yeah, he, I remember he was in the contract for like 12 movies or something. I mean, like, he, he's Sam Jackson. He's been around yeah. since like <laughs> yeah. the 70s, like early oh, yeah. 80s. Yeah. yeah. So he's like, you know, he's been in classics. So it's like, every well, time we see Sam Jackson, he's like, Sam Jackson. It's, you know, that's yeah, it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Coach Carter? No, Sam Jackson. Yeah. <laughs> Who, who's Coach Carter? He is. He is the the name. Yeah. Yeah. But I'll, I'll flip it on you guys. Mm. Uh, which one would you want to do? Like, if you had the option, like, yeah. do you want to jump into the like the Marvel franchises, or do you want to try to build your name up with these kind of you know more serious roles? If you're if you're an upcoming actor right now, yeah, uh, I think I'd take the more build up my portfolio of like work mm-hmm. instead of uh jumping right into the I mean, I don't know, because like I feel like if you reject a superhero movie role, you probably won't get another opportunity to do a big movie like that again. Yeah. Or maybe you would, I don't know, depending on who you are and how handsome you are. <laughs> how sexy you are. Oh. <laughs> no. This this is this, this is my thing. I would say definitely jump into the um superhero role or like the Marvel role, but like only to get my name out there. That way, if it's like a just like a one and done deal, like just for that movie, kind of like how Jake Gyllenhaal did, and like all these like actors that just did one role and then left, do that, and then just to have that on my resume or on my you know on my uh, uh, IMDb or whatever, and then mm-hmm. go to uh, other movies and be like, oh, you know. And there's also the those online nerds. They're gonna be harassing you for the rest of your life. Oh, yeah, true. <laughs> I mean, like, that is I mean, true. if I was like. Like bring it again, bring it back. Brie Larson, like she gets harassed for like playing Captain Marvel, and it's not her fault. Yeah, the movie turned out like it did. You know the way it was written and directed and everything. Because I think she's a good Captain Marvel, but like, but like, yeah, everybody just keep like harassing her, and everything, all of that. It's like it's just so dumb. Like yeah. this, like these people can't separate character from like that an actual person. No, and it's it's, it's pretty dumb to me. Terrible. I, I think I would want to do. Um, I I would pass on the superhero mm-hmm. just because I feel like you can also, you get in a comfort zone and it's just like, okay, I know I'm doing uh blah, blah, blah next year. I don't got to do anything else. Exactly. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. I don't really got to sit here and, and, and go deep into this character. 
where with like if you're trying to the, you take the fucking more serious roles it's like all right let me sink my teeth in this one yeah okay i did that now let me do a comedy or let me switch it up and see you know let me try to versatile my my you know my approaches exactly yeah so yeah, yeah the interesting topic yeah, that's, a, that's a good question john yeah um <laughs> way to squander god. it sorry <laughs> thank you for the compliments i'll accept them <laughs> who wants to transition? I want to take it back. <laughs> oh God! <laughs> Compliment rescinded, bitch. All right. So last year uh, was 2022. A lot of movies came out. A lot of good movies. So we are going to talk about, or I get, are we talking or just listing off? Uh, we can list them up and talk about them briefly. Right. Uh, Brief, like okay. briefly, yeah, yeah. Um, so our top ten movies of 2022. Alec apparently has a whole damn catalog. <laughs> uh, His so, magazine's coming out <laughs> next week. So, <laughs> it's literally just a list of movies. So we will let you start because I know for a fact you're going to have shit that I haven't even fucking heard of. Mm. Uh, yeah. Oh, is this in any particular order? Best uh, movie or it's just... Uh, Starting off, uh, probably going to be... I feel like... Hmm, should I say this? Like It's a top 40 list. I'm sorry, what? It's top 40. <laughs> <laughs> 40 fell. I'm going to rank them off real quick. But uh, probably this, like, and then, of course, top 10 is, like, probably I would say, like, are the best films. Or I'll say top 15 are the best films of the year. Okay. <laughs> top 20. Yeah, <laughs> it's like, nah, 15. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> we'll, just, we'll, just go, we'll just go as I go. Okay. All right. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, um, these are films that I would recommend you guys check out. And uh, if you haven't seen them. And what I think are personally like the best of the year for me, but uh, starting at number forty, a number on a um a twenty four movie called Men. It's a horror picture. Mm. <laughs> it's a horror picture. Uh, and uh, thirty nine is a uh, Kimmy. Uh, that starred uh, Zoe Kravitz. It's uh, it was an HBO Max original, I believe, hmm. and uh, it's directed by Steven Soberg. Stars Zoe Kravitz as a uh, it's sort of you remember the movie Rear Window. No. No. Okay. Let me Google. You fuckers don't know Hitchcock. <laughs> <laughs> what is it? Uh, rear window. Okay. Basically the modern version of that. You know, real quick. Set during COVID. You know how they're listening to us? Because every time we say something and I hop onto Google, instantly like rear window popped up. <laughs> so they're listening. Google's listening. Yeah. But yeah, it's a modern version. Kind of like modern version of that. Mm-hmm. And uh, number 38 is a horror movie called Deadstream about a vlogger in a, in a, in a haunted house. Mm. It's very interesting. Uh, a documentary called Fire of Love is number 37. And one of my, one of the most fun movies I had uh, in theaters last year, Jackass Forever. Yes. Number 36. There we go. Uh, <laughs> fucking uh, cinema right there. I know. I know this. <laughs> That's actually on my list. So. Oh, is it? Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's funny. Um. Then uh, number thirty five is a movie, a number eight twenty four movie called Bodies, Bodies, Bodies. Mm-hmm. That's a who done it yeah. sort of story. And uh, number thirty four, uh, Crimes of the Future, the latest David Cronenberg uh, body horror movie. Uh, number thirty three is uh, the Predator Predator prequel, Prey, on Hulu. Mm. I enjoyed that one a lot. That was a surprising for me because the Predator franchise has been a uh, pretty weak in the last couple of years. 
But uh, number 32, uh, the menu that hmm. recently just came out on like like late last, like September last year, I think. Maybe November? I think. No, no, October, no, September, around there. Let's see. But yeah, that was a fun time. Good uh, good satire on uh, pretentiousness. November 18th. November 18th, damn. Yep. Oh, I was like earlier. Okay. Yeah, November 18th. Okay. And uh, number 31, Triangle of Sadness. I switch around that. Like, yeah, number. I'm gonna say I'm gonna put that in number thirty. Actually, okay. Number thirty is Trilux. I'm gonna say thirty one is a uh, weird. The Al Yankovic story. Oh god! <laughs> oh, wow. Uh, that one. Uh, you know, like the uh, the the structure of a biopic. Mm-hmm. This move. This movie rips that structure apart. <laughs> it's like the movie Walk Hard from a like 2007. Dewey Cox. Yeah, it's basically just like that. Okay. <laughs> yeah, this one plays a little more straight. Because like they take they take everything very seriously, but it's like it's it's like very very like absurd situations. Yeah, and it's like yeah, this like weird Al is making up shit like uh <laughs> like his dad was abusive. Oh wow! <laughs> but they do it in a funny way. Oh, and uh <laughs> and uh, he had a and he had a romantic relationship with Madonna and like and they fought Pablo Escobar. Oh, so he's just going. Oh, yeah, wow. he's just going crazy with he's it, like saying his uh, whole life story. That's not even real, then. No, oh uh, no, it's like it's a, it's a parody of like the biopic. Uh, yeah, that because wow. he fucking does parody. Yeah, 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 exactly. That's his thing. I'm with you. Now. It's good. Yeah, really good. Really good comedy. Okay, uh, that's on the uh, that's on the Roku channel, I believe. It's a free. Is thing. it? Yeah, yeah. So you can watch it for free. It's it's that bad. No, I mean, I mean, Weird Al, <laughs> Weird Al sold it to Roku. Wait, so. what? It says on my Google that I already watched it. I need to stop. I need to stop interrupting you because we're never gonna. We're never gonna. We're, get we're at number twenty nine. <laughs> my bad. But yeah, number thirty is uh, I would say Triangle of Sadness. Uh, Jonathan was talking about that. He wants to check that out. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, that's another like satire on um, on uh, like the like the rich. Mm. Basically, and how like and the rich and the poor, or like like the lower class, they how they like kind of like interact with each other, and uh, yeah, that's a really that's a really nice satire. And then uh, number twenty nine is the whale, uh, starring Brendan Fraser, hmm. and number twenty eight is a uh, Idris Elba and a Tilda Swinton film called Three Thousand Years of Longing, directed by George Miller, the director of a uh, Mad Max Fury Road. And uh, 27 is uh, on the count of three. That's about two guys that are going to uh, commit suicide, but uh, go out on a revenge thing. Mm-hmm. It's a comedy, dark dark comedy. That actually sounds kind of... I believe that's on Hulu. Yeah. Hmm. But yeah, on the count of three, stars Gerard Carmichael and uh, Christopher Abbott as these two guys who like plan to kill themselves. But first, they gotta, like, they, they're going to like tie up some loose ends from their past. And it's directed by Gerard Carmichael. Yeah, directed by him too. Nice. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, he did a good job of it. Uh, number twenty six, Babylon, which we will discuss in a little bit. Uh, twenty five, The Woman King, uh, starring Viola Davis. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like that movie a lot. Great, great epic action film. We don't, we don't really get those kind of movies really. Too much historical epics. Uh, Pearl, twenty number twenty four, uh, horror movie from a twenty four, and then and then the uh. The one that came out before it, X, at number 23, which is this, technically the sequel to Pearl, but X came out first. Hmm. Two great, like, uh, horror movies starring horny people. <laughs> hmm. <laughs> and uh, it's kind of like this, like, uh, old school kind of, like, old school kind of, like, Texas Chainsaw Massacre type of type of film. Mm-hmm. 
And uh, number 22 is uh, uh, Guillermo del Toro's Pinocchio. Okay. Number 21, Marcel the Shell with Shoes On. Number 20, Barbarian. That's a great movie, great horror film. Uh, 19 is the documentary, Is That Black Enough for You? Uh, that's a Netflix one. It's about pretty much the history of black, uh, blacks, uh, black exploitation films, black exploitation films, I should say, and uh, the seventies. That's a really good one. And then uh, eighteen is a uh, Glass Onion, uh, a Knives Out mystery. Seventeen, All Quiet on the Western Front. We talk about that on the show. Sixteen, a stop motion film called Mad God, directed by Phil Tippett. Uh, fifteen is uh, the Banshees of Inisherin. Uh, number 14 is The Northman. Number 13 is Bardo, uh, False Chronicles of a Handful of Troops. Uh, that's directed by Alejandro Gonzalez Inarritu. Uh, number 12 is uh, Bones and All, starring Timothy Chalamet, directed by Luca Guadagnino. And number 11 is Nope, uh, directed by Jordan Peele. We talked about that on that podcast before. Hmm. Just outside of the top ten. Yeah. So now we're in the top ten. Finally. Yay. Top <laughs> ten. Jonathan's on his phone the whole time. Yeah, he's he's completely checked out. What was my number thirteen, Jonathan? I don't know. I'm actually uh writing That's down some I of the thought. films that you uh you were so mentioning that listening. I want to watch. No, I, I was writing down some. You're of not things. listening, Jonathan. No, no, no. <laughs> I was writing down some of the ones that you were reading because I was like, oh, that seems interesting to watch. Yeah, but he could just send you that. I could just send you my list. Oh, yeah, that's right. on Letterboxd. But, uh, yeah. Don't ever, Jonathan. I'm listening. I won't listen to your list. No! <laughs> yeah. uh, number 10. I'm going to go in a little more detail about these, but, well, we're going to talk about this one more. Uh, Avatar, The Way of Water. Uh, that will... That is one of the most immersive experience I've ever had in the movie theater. And, uh, yeah, James Cameron did it again. About to be the king of the box office <laughs> once again. Uh, this one is a little bit uh, more underseen. I don't think really anybody's seen this movie besides, like, me. But uh, um, uh, this is an A24 comedy it's called Funny Pages. And this one's about a, uh, a young teenager. I believe he's, like, 17, 18 years old. And he's and he's and he and his parents want him to like have a like an actual career, like being a doctor or whatever. But then uh, he comes, yeah, he comes from like a rich family. Hmm. But then he's like, or well off, I should say. And then he's like, no, I want to be a cartoon. I want to be a comic, comic uh, artist. So then he's like, he's so dead set on becoming a comic artist. He decides to rent his own apartment with uh, two of her two of her roommates. And uh, finds a uh, mentally unstable comic artist who used to be a comic book artist, but then he like got into trouble, like committing certain, committing a crime. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I won't talk about it too much. Uh oh, but because <laughs> that's a spoiler. I think we. I, I think we, you could check I it think out. We know what crime that might be. <laughs> oh, no, <laughs> not what you think it is. <laughs> oh. All right, but uh, but uh, this movie is like it. It reminded me of like a like a grungier super bad. Mm. It was like mm. very, it was very raunchy. It's like the kind of like raunchy comedies we don't really get anymore. Okay, and it's like yeah. this some like this some like a uh, gag gag out loud moments that made me laugh so hard. Though so it's like I like those kind of comedies where it's just like like what the fuck just happened? Yeah, <laughs> those kind of things. And uh, yeah, but it was really bad. and it, and I kind of related to it, to it a little bit just as like you know a young artist trying to like you know trying to like get to the next big thing. But uh, yeah, so number nine is funny pages, and then number eight is uh, tar. Uh, we talked about this earlier in the show, 
And uh, this one stars Kate Blanchett, directed by Todd Field. Uh, this is about a uh, an orchestra, a conductor. Or there a conductor, yeah. A conductor, yeah. That's the word. And uh, basically, she's a world-famous conductor. Uh, but she gets in trouble with uh, the media for uh, s- some sort of, uh, not going to go too much in detail, but like she gets, she basically gets canceled and she's going through that. And it's basically about like the power dynamics between someone who's very successful and those who aren't. And uh, it's a really great film. Like at times you feel like it's a real biopic about a real person. Hmm. And uh, it's filmed and not filmed in the documentary ray, but it's like there's barely any music. But you you hear music, but it feels like it's like it's like underscore. Yeah, it feels like it it feels like it's a uh, it feels like it's like sound design. Mm. It's like that 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 much subtle music. I kind of like that. Yeah, and uh, Kate Blanchett's fantastic in it. And then number f- number seven is uh everything everywhere all at once. Uh yeah, that's like one of the big one of the bigger movies that came out this year, uh critically acclaimed. And uh, yeah, it's a really, a really great creative film. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, you saw, yeah, you said you saw Jamal, right? Yeah. And um, basically, it's about the the multiverse and like how you know how we love each other and how we could feel like losers, but that's okay because we have love. We have love for each other, and we're gonna be fine. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and it has all kinds of action and uh, you know, family drama. And uh, sci-fi elements and all that stuff is a crazy good time. Some comedy, yeah, comedy, mm-hmm. yeah, and absurdism. Like, yeah, great time. Uh, number six, the Batman. Mm-hmm. Uh, this was I was already highly anticipating it, but I got more than I expected from it. Okay, just because I'm like I was like into the whole idea of like a detective, more detective style Batman story. Mm-hmm. This one just felt like the perfect. I would say like. The Dark Knight is the better overall movie, like in terms of like a tighter script and like yeah runtime and stuff like that. But like the Batman felt like the perfect adaptation of the character, where I felt like I was actually watching the character come to life more yeah. than I have in any other film. Felt like I was watching like yeah, I felt like I was watching like the animated series come to life or like a comic book, like mm-hmm. that kind of thing. And the sound design and the score was insane in the movie, and I think Robert Pattinson is the best Batman for me. So yeah, that's a great one. And it's more hopeful than uh, any Superman movie that's come out in the last <laughs> ten years. <laughs> Batman, the Batman character, <laughs> gave me more hope than Superman. <laughs> Sorry, Zack Snyder. <laughs> but uh, number five, uh, we talked about this one a little bit. You want to guess what it is? Fablements. Well, I'm I'm for sure. I can just tell you right now, your one, two, or three is RRR. <laughs> Number five is RRR. Fuck. Wow. <laughs> Damn it. We talked about RRR, but this is the craziest goddamn movie. <laughs> Even crazier than uh, everything, ever all at once for me, I think. But, like, it feels it feels like it's everything I love to see in a, in a big, crazy movie. And uh, I feel like a lot of blockbuster directors should take notes from this. To keep this director away from from American cinema, <laughs> please let it. Please let him just do his thing, his own thing. But yeah, and uh, number four, another film we talked about a lot on this podcast, uh, Top Gun Maverick. Another really great um, 
blockbuster film. Mm-hmm. I feel like it had all everything you would want to see in a blockbuster. Great action, great uh emotion, great performances, uh even like even like solid comedy and a lot of good parts. And uh, yeah, I feel like it's just like one of those like crowd pleasing blockbusters that I think we need more of, especially these times where like going to the movie theaters are kind of like more more scarce mm-hmm. nowadays. So it's like, yeah, I feel like it brought back that like movie, like theater viewing experience that we haven't had in a long time since like, I'll probably say like Endgame, Avengers. Mm. So yeah. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I thought I going to say something. No. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, number three is the uh, the Fablemans. Okay. Uh, Steven Spielberg's latest film. And uh, this one I talked about a little bit before on a podcast, I think. But uh, I really, I really love this movie just because it's, about more than just like um like love like uh, like aren't the movies great kind of like thing it's more about what what filmmakers or like just artists in general do with their art and like just to like kind of like for them to like process their own traumas or like things in their past that they're trying to get through and it's like it's kind of like like a director directing his own his own life just to make sense of it. Hmm. If that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I think it's a uh, really little relatable in that way. And yeah. But uh, number two, dun, dun, dun. top two, number two is going to be after sun by uh, Charlotte Wells directed by Charlotte Wells. Okay. Uh, I actually seen this movie twice and this second time, Second time I was watching it with a group of friends mm-hmm. in their house. And then there's a, there's a second, there's like a couple seconds when the credits and then rolls the credits. And I just started crying. Because <laughs> 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 it's a very emotionally effective, it's basically about, uh, the whole movie is about a, uh, a father, a young th- father. And uh, it's played by uh, Paul Mescal who's going to be in the Gladiator 2 thing. And um, a young, like 30 year old father and his, and his young daughter, 11 year old daughter who go on vacation in Turkey. And basically, it felt more like a tone poem than a movie, because you're basically watching this. Um, you're basically watching this. Uh, this young girl trying to like connect with her father, but you can tell her father disconnected, like he's very depressed. Mm-hmm. And uh, overall, and overall, it's more about a man. You're watching a guy who's just contemplating suicide. They don't really explicitly say it, but it's there, and mm-hmm. you can see that going through and then you can, and then like the whole, like, uh, what do you call it? The framework is that, uh, it's this woman, this young girl who becomes an adult and she becomes like a filmmaker, I believe. And she is, she is like scamming through like the video she took through of her, of her vacation with her dad. Cause I really try to understand her father. And, uh, yeah, this is basically, basically like a really, really touching movie just like trying to understand something you didn't really understand before mm-hmm. but then you can empathize with it later on so yeah i'm gonna say after sun number two i don't know if it's streaming anywhere but i recommend you guys to check that out it's uh looks like it's not right yeah. now oh you can buy it on youtube for 20 bucks I or did. you can buy it looks like on all of these for like 20 i did buy it on, on, online <laughs> i ain't gonna lie oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh but yeah and then my number one film number one uh, yeah this one, I, I talked about it a little bit before in terms of, like, my real pick for a uh, best foreign language film. 
at mm. the Golden Globes, but it's uh, the, the Korean, South Korean film called Decision to Leave. Ah. And this one is basically the same, like a murder mystery, hmm. but it's less about the murder mystery and it's about like, about like a detective falling in love with the uh, the culprit. Oh. And uh, yeah, it's directed by a director named Park Chan-wook. And uh, he's a very, he's, a very, he's like one of my favorite directors of all time. He directed uh, the old boy, the original one, mm. and uh, Sympathy for Mr. Vengeance and uh, The Handmaiden. Uh, yeah, a really amazing director. And he does like, and he's like, I would say he's like the king of transitions. Because there's like so many like creative transitions throughout the whole film that's going to blow your mind mm. when you guys watch it. And, um, <laughs> oh no, I think I spoiled something. <laughs> I was going to say, that's a super fucking foreshadowing. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. And then, <laughs> but, uh, yeah. And, um, it is like everything I love, I would love to do as a filmmaker, basically. And it's everything. It's just, it's just like, it display, displays metaphors in a way that just feels so, that's so smart, but also like, Damn, why didn't I come up with that? Yeah. That kind of thing. I'm watching the trailer and mm-hmm. some guy just like falls off a fucking side of a cliff. Yeah, that's like the start of the mystery. And then like the shot, like you said, the transition where he's laying there and it's still daytime. Mm-hmm. And then it's just yeah, dark. Yeah. Oh, yeah. There's definitely like a lot of stuff like that. Yeah, this but looks... Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I think this... Yeah, this is my favorite film of the year. Okay. And uh, yeah, basically about a detective that falls in love with the culprit and they're kind of like a little cat and mouse game. That's throughout. so interesting. hmm Yeah. So that's my favorite film of the year. Okay. It's insane. Well, that's a hell of a list. I know. Uh, <laughs> that's a hell of a list. I was about to say, how long are we ready? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I guess I'll go. Go ahead. Um, so as I was... I better see you turn your head, Jonathan. <laughs> As I was, my uh, list wasn't good enough for you. It was not. He was so just like, oh, no, I wasn't. <laughs> um, Alec had texted us today mm-hmm. to remember to do our list, mm-hmm. and I sent a GIF in the group text in the group chat, and it was like, "Lord have mercy with the Steve Harvey," because <laughs> <laughs> I completely forgot about it. But I have a list. Um, I don't really have an order. Sadly, I'm sorry, but I, oh, I'll good. I'll say uh, okay. So my t- so my list, uh, the Batman. Um, I love the Batman. The Batman. I love Batman. Is what I'm saying. Um, and like Alex said, I think it was more of a. I like we that we know his story. He's an orphan. Blah blah blah. Whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, but I felt like it was kind of told in a different way, <laughs> at least this time. Um, and it just. That movie was three hours, but as I was in theaters, it didn't feel like I was there for three hours. Uh, nope. I love Daniel Kaluuya. Yeah. I, th- I think he's just solid. Uh, Top Gun Maverick, mm-hmm. like you said, that's a blockbuster. All Quiet on the Western Front. Um, Spider-Man. I got Bullet Train on here. I thought Bullet Train was was entertaining enough. Um, it also could just be a filler. Mm-hmm. Uh, Avatar Way of Water We'll talk about that uh, Wakanda Forever Which I'm surprised You didn't have on your list uh, That's in my honorable mentions I don't think I mentioned those you, yet But you yeah got, You got a fucking honorable mention <laughs> 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 It's only like five <laughs> <laughs> um, 
<laughs> I have I have Jackass Forever because um, I do love Jackass. It's so funny. Uh, everything, everywhere, all at once, and RRR because it is just an absurd. It's an absurd movie about bros, and it's just entertaining. It's like <laughs> they they were doing some shit where I literally had to just like stop and go like, what the fuck is going on? So, but it's also like a like a really great story too. It is in there, yeah, yeah. It's like a really not just all fluff. Yeah, yeah. It's a great story. Um, I don't really like musicals, but they but they blend it in mm-hmm. well enough to where I'm like, I'm like, I, I, I fuck uh, that. I was like, gonna win best song, not to, not to. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, that's that's my list. It's not as you know elaborate. Yeah, or. Spectacular. <laughs> I didn't mean it, okay. But you know, I just like movies. I'm sorry. I, you know, I watched I watched the Care Bears. Um, oh hell yeah! <laughs> <laughs> you like that caring? Yeah. <laughs> oh my god! So, uh, Jonathan, uh, mines. I will list every movie uh, of 2022. I uh, I think I got more of the taste of the average Joe or something. I don't know, uh, but. <laughs> Uh, What's that? What's up? What? Huh? Sorry, I'm not paying attention. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I'm gonna list it kind of like how Alex said. These are, in my opinion, like in the specific order of like, um, I guess like uh, number ten being my like you know, not like least favorite, but you know, Uh, number ten is Bullet Train. Uh, number nine is the menu. Uh, number eight, the Northman. Uh, number seven, Nope. Number six, Batman. Number five, Babylon. Number mm. four. Mm. I told you. Is it get uh, indicated what your review? I, I told you. <laughs> number four, um, uh, Avatar two. Uh, number three, Top Gun Maverick. Uh, number two, All Quiet on the Western Front. Because hmm. I remember I told you guys that that oh, yeah, movie yeah. ranked really highly on, mm-hmm. on me. And number one is Everything Everywhere All at Once. That movie just does not budge on the top of my list. It just left a really <laughs> good impression on me, just like All Quiet on the Western Front. But I'm a sucker for action movies. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, that's our uh, that's our top ten. Oh, Alec, your honorable mention. Sorry. Oh, yeah. We gotta talk about it now. I guess so. <laughs> I mean, you're, you're the only one that has. <laughs> oh yeah, Black Panther, Wakanda Forever, Doctor Strange, and the Multiverse of Madness. Just all the Marvel movies. Not <laughs> Marvel movies. <laughs> Please Wait, tell me Thor is not there. Where'd Ever Three go? Oh no! Please so don't tell me Thor is in there. No, Thor is not in there. Okay. He's like, hell no! <laughs> <laughs> fuck? Oh yeah, recently I saw uh, the film called Athena. Mm. It was really good. Uh, that's a Netflix film. Uh, most of it is done in one take. It was about like a a revolution and uh, where were they? Where they weren't in Spain. Where they? I think they were in. Uh, let me look it up real quick. Sorry. So I was walking down the street. <laughs> and I saw. I saw. I saw France. This. Oh, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, they were in France. And uh, the other film, I think that's pretty much it. I didn't have, sorry, I didn't have a top five, I guess. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but that's pretty okay. much all of them. Nice. Mm-hmm. Well, that's our uh, that's our top 10 of 2022. Mm-hmm. Obviously, we're going to have a top 10 of 2023. 
Yes. Well, Alec will have another top forty, and me and Jonathan will have a top a top 40. fifty. Oh yes, yeah. <laughs> he's already he's already adding ten. I'm going hard this year. Creed is number one. <laughs> <laughs> number one, Megan, <laughs> Barbie, oh <laughs> Barbie, uh, Barbie, 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 and Megan going neck and neck, just fighting it out for the top spot. On <laughs> come on, you tell me you don't want to see Megan's little dance. That's that's it. She's just fucking. That's the movie. Puppeteering down the fucking hallway. I was like, why are you dancing down the hallway? Just go, go, go kill him or whatever. Dancing to Taylor Swift. Um, yeah. But so, I think on the next one we're gonna start doing like a short film spotlight. Yeah. Where because yeah. we don't want to just talk about like the big, you know. Oh my god! Look at these fuckers. All they talk about is the fucking Hollywood. Yeah, maybe <laughs> exactly. Maybe that's what we do. But sellouts. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but we, you know, we want to start talking about short films too. Yeah. Uh, because shit, that's what we make right now. Mm-hmm. And so we want to put a spotlight on on some of those. So on the next episode, I think if what we have planned uh, happens, maybe it'll be the episode after that. Yeah. People are probably hearing this like, oh, thank God they're ending. No, we're not. Uh, no, we're not ending. It's we not got lots more yet. to come. Um, and then we're also going to start a group letterbox. So for people who don't know what a letterbox is, it's where you can kind of log and rate your movies that you watch. So Alec was smart enough to log and rate his movies so he yep. could easily just go in there and make a list. Me and Jonathan, like fucking Neanderthals over here. Well, I rated them, but never logged them. So I have a bunch of movies that never made and, it to my diary. And I forget to just rate them and log them. <laughs> so, <laughs> Jonathan has missed out two years worth of logging. <laughs> so we had a we had a uh, we had a podcast meeting on Wednesday, mm-hmm. and that you know we were like, oh yeah, we can start a group letterbox. And so then Alec goes on to Jonathan's letterbox. <laughs> And what, what, what mother, was it? Motherfucker could barely use it. <laughs> <laughs> and I see these films I'm like, Jonathan, you haven't logged a movie since 2021 or like 2020. He's like, no, I have. <laughs> I did. I was like, no. Was like, and then you go into like, there's a thing called like films. And yeah. you see like, you click the film tab and you see how many, uh, how many films you watch. And it's like, he's obviously watched like a lot of movies since 2020. But it's like none of them have been actually logged. logged yeah. Like you can actually see them being like, you know, posted. They're, yeah. they're basically like posting. And he hasn't done that. And I, I don't know how he didn't do that. But <laughs> Four, three, but you just thought like years. you just thought like rating them or instantly like post them. Yeah. That's what I thought. No, no, no. No, 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 no. no, no, no. But there was a uh, there was a uh, an update on the app because when we first started back in um, when we were in film school, yeah. you literally just rate it and then it'll like. It'll, it, it, it would just... That's not how it worked. I, and that's what it did with me. But for some reason... <laughs> Mine worked like that. My, my letter box. My special letter box. <laughs> my box letter. <laughs> I didn't have the pro, so maybe it's my pro be. account. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, so we're going to we're gonna start a group letter box. Yes, sir. And so movies that we review on the pod, they'll go there. Uh, and then movies that we just watch, I guess, by ourselves. Or no, because that wouldn't make sense. I guess yeah, we would watch yeah. collectively. Yeah, there you go. Speaking of uh, collectively, mm-hmm. yesterday, last night, dun, dun, dun. we're about to get into rev- the rev- film review portion of the show. And, uh. Spoiler alert. Spoiler yeah, yeah, we're going to be diggling into yeah, the. We're going to work on that. Yeah, we're going to be <laughs> working on that a lot. Yeah. But uh, we're going to get into the uh, <laughs> film review portion of the show. And uh, last night, for the first time, 
forever. And forever. Well, the first time with Jamal, honestly. Yeah. We've actually we saw a, a film together as a podcast collective. Mm-hmm. And uh, last night we watched the uh, Damien Chazelle film Babylon, uh, the uh, the historical epic about 1920s filmmaking and their transition from from uh, silent films to talkies and talkies. Uh, that's that's basically uh, films where people talk with audio. <laughs> for in case you don't know, just saying. <laughs> some people made a little, little, little history. Buff talkies. Thing. What are you talking about? The chip. Do you mean talking? <laughs> talkies. Talkies. Talking. <laughs> talkies. The transition from silence from the talkies. talking about. Uh, oh God, Margot Robbie is eating talkies throughout the whole movie. But yeah, uh, yeah, we watched that last night. Um, well, you want to talk about like our experience there, going there, and everything? We can. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, we all got we got there. Jonathan was the last to get there, of course, like usual. But yeah, I got there. We went in. It took a minute to get our t- tickets. Yeah, I thought I was buying like ten tickets. <laughs> The kiosks were like very slow. My kiosk just would not fucking work. And I was afraid to even tap my card. (laughs) It's like, oh, yeah, we bombed. But then this weekend, for some reason, they would have just fucking did great. Yeah. (laughs) But, um, you know, we uh, we got our shit, our snacks, got our snacks and my popcorn and uh, cherry uh, icy. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I got a I got a popcorn uh, chocolate covered raisins, raisinettes. Uh, cream, because I had I had saw it. They saw that cream cookie. Was this cool? And I don't know. They did that. I was like, "What the fuck is that?" <laughs> <laughs> <Is it cream?" laughs> uh, and it's been raining here, and it's cold. But I was like, "Well, fuck! I want an ice cream <laughs> sandwich." Uh, and then a bottle of water. The essentials. Jonathan, on the other hand, he got I, the I, whole I, menu. It was hey hey. It was a three hour. Is it a three hour movie? So I needed to be ready. I got myself my popcorn. I got myself a nachos. A nacho. I got myself uh, a nachos. Nacho, uh, nacho. <laughs> a hot dog and, of course, uh, my Coca-Cola. Yes. And this set. was and you went and got a hot dog before the movie started. So we, we go to our seats. Oh, yeah. The theater's empty as fuck. Didn't get... The hot dog after the movie started? No, yeah. not after. Like no, the no, trailers. like during the trailers. trailers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He just he just randomly just like I'm gonna go get a hot dog. <laughs> it's like, it's like I'm gonna get that glizzy down my throat. I need to suck on some <laughs> some dog juice <laughs> while I, while I watch Babylon. <laughs> he, I mean, hey, I get it. Three hours, but yeah, there's a over three hour film, like 190 minutes, I believe. So yeah, <laughs> so yeah. Um, um, I've noticed in the last ten minutes, Jamal's body just started like <laughs> I could feel him physically trying to come out of his body, like waiting for this movie to end. Yeah. Uh, same with same with Jonathan, kind of. I kind of heard you being like, "What?" <laughs> <laughs> and uh, but yeah, what'd you guys think of the? Oh, this is my second time seeing it, by the way. Yeah. And uh, what'd you guys think of it? I would like to hear your perspective on it. You want to go first? Yeah, I mean, um, you did rate it at number five on your yeah. So top, you yeah. you yeah, uh, I definitely enjoyed it. It um, made me think of Hell Caesar mixed with Wolf of Wall Street. Oh, we said Hell Caesar. Ooh. Yeah, I like that. So movie. <laughs> so in the sense of like, um, hold on. 
spoiler alert. So in the sense <laughs> of like, if it, like it has to do with a lot of like behind the scenes of like the film industry and how they make movies and all that. Same thing with Hail Caesar, um, which I've never seen in a in a movie before. Well, no, maybe not. But um, that's the aspect that reminded me Hail Caesar. But at the same time, the chaos and the orgy of Wolf of Wall Street mixed with hero gasm of the boys um, in, in a lot of the scenes. So um, it was just something I didn't expect. Mm-hmm. Uh, I didn't know what it was about at all. I thought it was just literally about a party because that's every time I saw uh, um, trailers and hearing people talk about it, like, it's the best party movie ever. And I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, okay, so it's literally uh, just about uh, a, they party. All right. Yeah. And then I came to realize it's like literally about like, you work hard, you play hard, you know, mm-hmm. like after a long days of shooting and all that, they're like, we got to, I don't know, fuck some shit up. <laughs> and they were like, so they, they literally party like there's no tomorrow. And then they wake up the next day at 3 a.m. All right, we're ready for work. I'm like, damn. Um, but yeah, I, I really pretty much enjoyed it. Only only thing I will critique is like Alex said, like towards the end, um, since we're already in the spoiler part. um when he's in the theater watching the movie and like all of a sudden, like it starts going blue <laughs> and all that. I'm like, in my head, I'm like, okay, you cut this shit all out yeah. to like, yeah, like, I don't know. I didn't need to see all that. I maybe I did like the part where it just played a bunch of movies that have, they've done over the years, but maybe like cut that in half and let's get out of here. Well, you were thinking it and I think I said it out loud because <laughs> Just watching it was like, what the f- like, what is this shit? Yeah, um, I but I don't mean to cut you off though. I mean, um, last thing I'm gonna say is a uh, great score, and I think mm-hmm. everybody yeah, I in it uh, mm-hmm. very much uh, performed really well. Yeah, especially the the um, uh, what's his name? Diego. Diego Calva. Yeah, him. Oh, yeah, I really liked him a lot. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I have never seen him uh, act in anything else, so this is, like, my first time seeing him act and um, definitely earned my respect. What, so, on the scale, because, mm-hmm. so, me and Alec, right? Yeah. Had, we talked, and I said that you were, I'll, I'll wait until you get okay. what's the name. I give it, believe it or not, a peak. Fucking called it. Yep. Fucking called it. That's what we do here. Fucking, <laughs> fucking called it. Okay, On I, point no. predictions. So, so what were you gonna say? So we so we said that he's probably gonna be mid peak to peak, just because it seemed like you were like, all right, oh yeah, like what I love about Jonathan, he's a very like full body yeah. reaction person. Like you know <laughs> when he's enjoying something. <laughs> He'll start like clapping. He'll, he'll he'll smash the goddamn like table. He'll uh, he'll start hitting you for no reason. Yes, he's very violent. <laughs> he's a very violent person to sit next to. Oh god! He'll start laughing very loudly. Yeah, I mean, we were like what, like one, three, or four people that was. I think we were like four. Yeah, but if it sounded like the girl was talking to somebody. Oh yeah, I heard they were like a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And or like, was it those random teenagers? That yeah, the random like, teenagers walked in and, in and they the just mid- came in like towards the end of the movie yeah. and then like just like sat there for like like 
two minutes and then left. I felt like it was like 30 seconds. Yeah. <laughs> they, sat, they, sat, they came in, sat down, and giggled their fucking way out of the theater. It was like, well, yeah. Maybe they were hired. Like, I don't know. <laughs> if I may, I do also want to review the theater. That was my first time being at that theater. Um, I actually didn't mind. I liked that theater. It was, you know, for, um, as you know, you guys know me, but the, uh, the, you know, the audience might not know. I'm a very AMC person just because <laughs> I got the A-list. So I, I usually just go to watch anything at AMC. Um, but the big things for me, if you guys want to know, are recliner seats, the ones that you can just like go back. I like that this had um, a table, like a table for you to put your snacks on. So you don't get that at AMC? No. And you're still going there? I mean, I didn't know there was anything else. So now, now <laughs> no other like, theater except no, AMC. No, 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 because no, no, oh that's my the God. only theater I knew that had like those like recliner seats that you go back. There are many that. theaters, but that now, have now I'm like, oh wow. So you know, I'm, I'm I really, really, really enjoyed it. It has a lot of theaters that can play different movies, and um, even though it was one of the small theaters, the sound was great. Um, which is always like an issue for like small theaters that they don't really have the for best AMC sound. usually. No, I, I like. Well, I watch a lot of movies. Except Dolby, Dolby yeah. yeah, yeah. So, um, <laughs> and then two is uh, I like the spacing because in a lot of theaters you're just like trying to wiggle your way through I like think seats. That's just AMC. But you know, in this one, yeah, I, I like the railings. Sorry, and, sorry, uh, sorry, sorry. I don't know. I I, I just sorry. liked it very much. <laughs> sorry, sorry. Sorry, <laughs> excuse me. So I'll give the theater. Uh, I think I think you're in my seat. Four you're out of my five. Seat. Four out of five. Four out of five feet. <laughs> the Brendan Theater. Four out of five. But yeah, thanks for that, Jonathan. But I've been uh, very excited to hear Jamal's take because uh, while we were driving home, uh, he was he was very much trying to contain his opinions. Because I, 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 you know, I really wanted to just talk about it right there, but then I was like, "Well, fuck, we got a podcast. Got a podcast tomorrow." Um, I actually, I, I really enjoyed it. Uh, I thought it was really good. I thought it was really long, mm-hmm. and I don't think it needed to be that long. I don't know. Maybe I'm just getting old, but three th- three hour movies, <laughs> I'm man, an old man, <sighs> they're fucking long. They are fucking long, and uh, then, yeah. and then the ending. I felt like there was a couple times where the movie could have ended, and I'd have been like, "All right, I'm cool with that." One of them is spoiler alert: when Margot Robbie dances off into the shadows, and Manny comes down, and he's like, "Nelly, Nelly." Yeah, I'm like, "All right, I'm done." Yeah, and so I had I kind of had started to fucking mentally like. Shut down. You know, I would have said the ending should have been when he's in the theater at the end watching Singing in the Rain. Yeah. And he recognizes that the two characters are basically like his, you know, yeah, his the, girlfriend and yeah. like his best friend yeah. Yeah. in the film industry, uh, played by Brad Pitt. So, and, but so it could have ended there with him just like just crying. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Like, it would have been and, a nice sad ending. And I had that one too in my notes that like that would have been like if they don't even show that other shit. Uh, the screen started going blue and shit, <laughs> <laughs> and like it was a very French, French, uh, French new wave thing. For yeah, him to do. and yeah. I'm, sitting, I'm sitting there, and I turn to Alec. I'm like, man, this shit is never ending. And it showed Avatar, and fucking <laughs> Jurassic Park, the Matrix, and you know, I get it for the story of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like they're telling that progression, right? But then it just kind of became like, all right, you're just kind of showing this shit just to show it. Um, <laughs> felt like felt like uh, someone's uh, like a. Uh, 
like film history reel. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, like, all right. We don't, like, we don't really need it. Yeah. The opening scene, though, uh, like, oh, yeah. they set the tone. That 40. <laughs> uh, oh, you're talking about the, the opening the scene. Opening like, scene. Like the opening scene. The elephant scene. Like, because <laughs> I knew nothing about right. it. Like, I knew, I didn't know what it was about or anything. Mm-hmm. And then. Just insanity of a fucking elephant shitting on a person. I mean, you see his asshole. And like yeah. and it's coming out. <laughs> it's like getting on the camera and I'm like I'm like, oh, we're in for a fucking ride here. <laughs> um so the opening scene was fucking hilarious. Um, but I do think I think Margot Robbie was amazing. Oh yeah. I think her chemistry with uh with Manny I don't know Diego. Diego, yeah. yeah. Like their chemistry was like you would have thought they were actually dating because mm-hmm. it just like from the moment that we see them together, it's like holy shit! Like mm-hmm. he's a, he's he was like a perfect foil to her kind of wild uh, personality, and he's just kind of more like you know he 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 wants to he wants to see her do good. Yeah, exactly. Uh, but I think she was just she was just she was great. Like she was able to kind of be crazy, but then serious, kind of seamlessly. Uh, Brad Pitt was <clears throat> every time he was on the on the screen, he just commanded like mm-hmm. the camera. Oh no, yeah, he's yeah. a veteran, and it was just like Jeez. like every every time you saw him, you're just like, damn, he's he's really fucking good. I've also noticed that Brad Pitt like has a has a kind of a thing that he does where he like puts his hand on his hip. Hip when he's talking. Yes. Yeah, I think I feel like I've seen. I noticed that in movies recently that he's done that. He's like, he, you know, he's kind of like, <laughs> yeah, and, and he like uses his hand like to like express himself. Yeah, it's kind of interesting tick like, that he has. Like that's his fucking thing. Yeah. <laughs> um, he does that in the bullet tree too. Now that he mentioned yeah. it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I, I love the I love this the probably the funniest scene to me, and you guys probably will maybe say the same thing is when Margot first <laughs> fucking does the talking mm-hmm. that scene to me mm. is absolutely fucking hilarious <laughs> because every it just ramps up yeah to like the perfect holy shit uh <laughs> like she starts out she's like oh, okay all right sound guy hey you know you got to do this oh, okay okay cool mm-hmm. i got you director's like okay and then it just fucking it takes off she fucking starts yelling. The sound guy is fucking like, no, I fucking can't do it. The camera guy in the box <laughs> is literally like sweating his balls off. <laughs> and every and the uh, the fucking the guy just shoves his ass back in there every fucking time. And then he goes on a fucking tirade that we can't say half the shit that he said. But he it, said some slurs. He's he says and it's like in my mind, I'm like, damn, we shouldn't be laughing at that. <laughs> but mm. funny. But the way that he <laughs> fucking said it, it was like, that's fucking funny. <laughs> um, and like, they're just dripping sweat. And then the fucking, then the executive producer comes in. And now it's like, now it's like fucking kids. When your parent comes in at fucking school, you're like, oh, shit. Yeah, you're trying to like perk up and shit. <laughs> and then it just, it just fucking goes even crazier. Mm-hmm. The guy, the camera guy fucking falls out of the fucking... <laughs> Boss, <laughs> dead. It's like, what the fuck is going on? So that shit to me was the funniest, uh, the funniest thing in the whole fucking movie. Yeah, right. Um, and then I'll end it with, oh, 
real quick. The Wilson scene where he eats the fucking rats, that's disgusting. I don't know. Oh my god. <laughs> oh my god. Oh, Put him okay. in your movies. Yeah. Don't need to see that. <laughs> oh god. Uh but I'll end it with I love the line of where Margot first said like when what's the name's like oh you what you he said something star and she was like you aren't made a star you either are one or you aren't i mm-hmm. i i knew you were gonna like that one and i like i heard that shit and i was like fuck <laughs> like i don't know why but like shit like that it's just like you either are a star or you aren't and she said that shit with so much confidence, confidence yeah where it's just like no i know i'm a fucking star mm-hmm. i may not be in the movie yet but I'm a fucking star. I, yeah, she portrays that yeah. throughout the entire film. So mm-hmm. I enjoyed it. Uh, it's too long. It dragged. <laughs> um, I I agree with Alec. I think they could have ended it where he's crying in a the theater. I don't give a fuck about his family coming to L.A. and his daughter and all that shit. <laughs> um, whatever. But I would give it. I'd give it a mid peak. And mm-hmm. and and I think I think this is going to be one of those movies. Where it bombs in the theaters, but years later people are gonna watch this and be like, "That's a really good, that's a really good fucking movie." Yeah, I think yeah. I think it'll catch on better mm-hmm. like in the next couple of years, especially when it comes on like streaming and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. I, I think if think this if better. this came out on Netflix, I think people would have been like, "Holy shit, this is really good." Oh god, I would hate it if it came out on Netflix though. Yeah, it wouldn't I, be that. I would imagine like seeing this kind of stuff on streaming. But I don't know. But yeah, I, I give Jermaine though. That's it. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> uh, yeah, this is my second. Like I said before, it's my second time watching. I really do enjoy the film a lot. Uh, this is like, this is like the the first four. I'll I'll just say this. Like, I love movies that uh take forever to get to the title card. <laughs> <laughs> that yeah, it took it took at least forty. I don't know, thirty five minutes, thirty five forty minutes to get time. to the title yeah. of the film. You know, Babylon. Mm-hmm. And when it comes on, it's like the most. The most epic, loud thing. <laughs> I completely forgot they hadn't even shown the title. Yeah. Thing. <laughs> yeah. And you're like, what? It's like, you're kind of like, wait, that was just this yeah. the yeah. opening? Because <laughs> so much happens in that, you know, like Jamal mentioned, the uh, elephant shitting on uh, Manny and the uh, other the other guy. And then uh, you go right into that that house party at the, at the uh, I believe it was like the studio head's house mm-hmm. or one of his houses. And... Um, yeah, just like you see all these all these naked people, they're having a big old orgy in each room, and like oh yeah, the first thing you see is like this a uh, like a like a woman just like giving a guy a golden shower. Oh, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> if you know what a golden shower is, uh, you if you know, you know. <laughs> Completely forgot about yeah. that. <laughs> You're giving a guy a golden shower. And he's like. <laughs> He's like giggling to himself. Yeah. And uh yeah, and then there's like there's like <laughs> wine bottles going up people's asses. Like a, a like a little person jumping on a, a pogo stick like made up like a penis. And, and this is like, all before the title. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. People doing lines lines on lines of coke. coke. <laughs> Brad Pitt coming in, like, you know, having sex with one of the waitresses. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, the other crazy thing that happened, yeah, there's like all kinds of insane stuff happening, and in, in this most of it is one take. And then you got Margot, or I'm sure it's like stitched together to edit to be one take. But like, and you got Margot having like an, an insane like one take dance sequence <laughs> going through. Like, yeah, but yeah, she's really she's really amazing in the movie. She's mm-hmm. like she's always electric, but yeah, but yeah, she's great here. And um, 
And uh, yeah, that's just the first 40 minutes. And then you jump right into the next morning where they're like filming uh, their movies. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> and uh, you got you got uh, Manny who's taking Brad Pitt over to the to the more the epic film set. Mm-hmm. And then you got like uh, Margot Robbie's character, Nelly Leroy, who's like doing, uh, I don't know, like this like this like small little like Western thing. Mm-hmm. I think it looked like. Yeah, and then it's like <laughs> you just see that you it's like going back and forth between their filming and then like like oh god it's the whole the whole like I don't know what they're doing like medieval like <laughs> battle scene yeah. insane like the scale on that like compare I would say that the, the scale of that scene is like comparable to like Avatar mm-hmm. it's like even bigger than like a lot of Marvel movies <laughs> like <laughs> like there's like thought, real people yeah. battling each other there's like really big epic shots people like driving their cars and like to catch the performances of the actors and the spike jones as a as a crazy german director going like, ah, da, 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 record this and fight you motherfuckers it was great <laughs> yeah it was fucking great watching that i was like man like just the uh like they said like the magic of cinema during that time and like mm-hmm. in my head i was like the importance of um background characters or what it, what they call them like extras extras the importance of extras like nowadays you kind of like just see like digitalized extras a lot or like you know copy um, and paste and yeah, yeah like yeah. I, like you know what was it um that one show on uh apple um ted lasso ted lasso mm-hmm. how they said that they digitalized all the crowds and all that instead oh, yeah, of yeah. using actual extras mm-hmm. and like you know watching that film we use actually seeing all those extras and all that, I'm like, wow, it's just electric and how they shot things before and all that. I loved it. Yeah. And, um, yeah. And then there's like people actually dying on set. And they just kind of, they just kind of like just blame like, oh, he was a drunk. It's, he ran into he it. He ran into it. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, sets being, you know, they're filming like in the 1920s, they filmed yeah. like on, on the same like lot. You know, yeah. that, so when they first pulled up, right. Mm-hmm. I'm thinking, okay, this is Brad Pitt, and it's the, like this is all part of the movie. But then it wasn't until probably later on when it was like, oh, when they do their title cards, yeah. mm-hmm. it was like, oh, it's silent. So that's why they all can fucking be. Yeah, exactly. they can be loud. They can be. Yeah, and then it's like the, before there was like you know like a what you call it like stage like uh, warehouses stages stage sound stage yeah, yeah, sound stage yeah sorry uh, yeah they, before they had sound stages they just film on a open field and yeah like, they built like their little set and mm-hmm. just, like go off and just do whatever. No matter the sound or whatever, and uh, and uh, it, just, it reminded me how like how crazy how far we've come. Because yeah, it's like I don't know. This like their whole this, and then the whole scene where they're having like technical issues with the sound. It's like nowadays we could just like just, like flick on a Tascam recorder yeah. and then like then like put it on a boom pole and call it a day. He's like, yeah. the fucking sound guy was like, it's gonna take me like half an hour yeah. to move it. <laughs> Redo the wiring, gotta, gotta move, move the this big ass like microphone to yeah. the other side of the room, and then like, yeah, it's like it's just insane. Yeah, how lucky we have it. But yeah, yeah. <laughs> but um, the, yeah, that whole scene where they're uh, doing the um, doing that uh, the first test with the uh, the uh, sound and everything, I feel like that was like. That's like that's like the perfect candidate for like best editing. Yeah, at the uh, yeah. when it gets nominated for, I'm assuming at the Oscars. Uh, yeah, I feel like that was seen like perfectly edited, and the sound design was like sounded great. 
the pacing on yeah, it. Yeah, the pacing on it was just like perfect. It's like that could have been like an own little short film. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and you wouldn't even like be disappointed. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like it told the story from beginning to end. Like and, if, and <laughs> if that's the fucking opening scene, I'm not even mad at it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> like if we open with that, I'm like, okay. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm fucking here. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Uh yeah, but like oh, I really liked how Damon Chazelle directed the movie. Terms of like, it feels very like unapologetic mm-hmm. with how like with how like gritty it is with like how you know how hot how like filmmaking was back then and how like everybody t- everybody talking and all that mm-hmm. and like being and like you know showing that excess of lifestyle that they had. There's I I meant to mention it and then I'll and I'll let you finish because mm-hmm. I've been cutting you off. Um, there's a scene in there where there's a trumpet player. And yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, the, the the executive, I think it was, was like, yeah, but they're all they're all kind of darker, darker. Mm-hmm. And uh, fucking Manny is now kind of producing the movie with the right. trumpet player, and he goes over and he's like, hey, we need you to uh, put this on. And so he hands him like a can, and when he first hands it to him, I'm like, oh, I don't really know what that is. I'm thinking, oh, there's white people in there, but then it was an all Negro film. Yeah. And so he opens up the can and it's charcoal. Yeah. And I'm like, oh. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I thought it was so like interesting that like they wanted him to do, they wanted a black guy to do blackface. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I'm sitting there and I'm like, that's fucking wild. The meaning as hell. Like, like, oh, you're black, but we need you darker. And, I, and I'm looking at that shit and then the fucking... They, they they showed a trumpet player and like he's playing the fucking hell out of the trumpet but he's, he's got like pissed. he's pissed he's got mm. tears in his eyes that was and great performance yeah and it's so crazy cause like we go from the fucking the action scene that we're talking about mm-hmm. to something like that where it's like fuck mm-hmm. and he instantly just like as soon as he done he wipes it off and they had gave him a car for oh, yeah. being in the movie and he just leaves the car, and the guy was like, okay, we'll see you, blah, blah, blah. He's no, like, he said, if you turn this in, you can't come back. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. He's like, no, I won't. It's all good. I'm not coming back. Yeah. yeah. But, like, it's crazy how we can have those, that super hilarious moment, and then maybe 10 minutes later, we got like, damn, this, he, they're fucking making him put blackface on, mm-hmm. on a fucking black yeah. guy. I like the idea. That's it. It feels like. It's like there's so many characters in this movie, and it's such a long epic movie. And I feel like, like his character could have been a whole movie in itself. Yeah, and been like, I yeah. feel like it was kind of like the surface level mm-hmm. idea because he's again, you know, he's a black man, in 1920s Hollywood, dealing yeah. with like you know, all those like you know, like white owned companies and stuff like that. So. He feels like there's like a scene where he's like at the party mm-hmm. and then like people are asking him about like, oh, what's it feel? What's it like to be a Negro? Yeah. And, uh, big Hollywood pictures and stuff like yeah. that. And I feel like that's that's really good stuff to deal with. But it's done. It's like very like on the surface. Mm-hmm. Like it could have been delved into more. But I know they had to deal with like other stuff with the more of the main characters. Yeah. And like same thing with um, the uh, a, a, uh, Lady Faye. The, uh Yeah. The Asian uh, character in the movie. Yeah. Oh, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. I felt like her character was pretty much. She did a good job. Like, she yeah. did a good actress. Mm-hmm. But, like, her character ultimately felt pointless except for the um, for the big old snake scene. Where yeah. Mm-hmm. Margot Robbie fights a snake. But, yeah. Oh, but 
Yeah, I feel like there's some things that could have been done better with the script in that aspect. But, uh, yeah, I want to talk about the big old Toby Maguire scene. <laughs> yeah. It's just like, I, for a yeah. second, forgot he was even in that film. Mm-hmm. They, they, Everybody was just doing so well. And I wanted to watch that, uh, the, that movie specifically because of him because I haven't seen anything new he's done. He's so I wanted Spider-Man. to watch it. Uh, oh, well, yeah, that. But, like, you know what I mean? Like, uh, the goat, my Spider Man. <laughs> <laughs> and so I was just genuinely curious to see him, like, perform again. He was a producer on here, too. Yeah. He was. yeah. <clears throat> and so throughout the film, I completely forgot that he was in it. Well, and so to, like, I was the very last 45 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And so go ahead, Alec. But yeah, uh, I, but yeah, uh, I feel like I know he was, like, in the marketing, mm-hmm. like, some of it, but, like, I would have loved. If they kept him a secret, because they kind of like they kind of like present it like it's like like oh it's Toby Maguire yeah like they get like shown from the back and then they reveal his face that would have been insane if like it's just like it's just been a secret this whole time and mm-hmm. it's like Toby Maguire's in this movie and he's playing basically the Joker yeah <laughs> <laughs> he's play, basically playing the Joker so yeah James Gunn if you're looking for a new Joker oh, <laughs> give Toby Maguire a call <laughs> oh, wow. but um but yeah I really love. That scene, it was like probably one of the more than ten scenes I've seen this year. Could just be just for like the way it escalates. It starts off at this like at this like his little party thing. Mm-hmm. They're all doing like hookah or whatever. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and he's being he's being a weirdo. He's like telling he's telling uh, Manny about his m- movie producing ideas. Yeah. Yeah, it was like some of them, some of them we can't really say. <laughs> 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 but um. <clears throat> And he's like, there's like, and the whole the whole reason why this scene is intense is because Margaret Robbie's character uh, owes owes Tom McGuire's character money because I think he's like basically a gangster, mm-hmm. and um, and uh, so they bring so he has this guy that he knows from from film sets. Uh, he brings he brings a, a bag full of cash, and then but then he reveals that uh, the cash is actually prop money. So that just like builds even more tension. Like when they're gonna when they're gonna find out that this money's fake, which yeah. was a great reveal too. Because mm-hmm. what's the name? Manny just he just didn't get it. Yeah, he's like, no, it's Tony money. <laughs> he's like, it's Tony's money. Yeah, it's yeah. Tony. It's prop money. It's prop money. <laughs> like it just escalates. Yelling in Spanish. <laughs> yeah, it, 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 like you said, it just it builds mm-hmm. and builds. And they go to that little that weird ass like oh abandoned like mine cave, whatever the fuck it is. <laughs> and they I go, thought it was like the sewers. They go in the goddamn Dante's Inferno. <laughs> each level of hell, it is like fine. Like like a bunch like women f- bloody all bloodied fighting each other, and they go deeper. And it's like a weird sex cult going mm. on. It's like, it's like it's basically like the parallel of like the beginning of the movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like the, the mm-hmm. beginning of the movie looks fun, and then like the, then this one is like, oh god, I want to get the fuck. This is a, night- <laughs> I don't this be a here. nightmare. Yeah. <laughs> and then they go like, yeah, they see a, a big old muscle man eating a rat, and it's like, yeah, you see the rat get eaten. It's like it's pretty pretty group pretty graphic. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I really enjoyed that scene a lot, just for like it's pure like. It's pure like nihilistic yeah. <laughs> vibe to it, and then I uh, yeah I agree with the ending that it should have ended at that certain point. Yeah, uh, with him just crying 
instead of just like being like, "Aren't the movies great?" Mm-hmm. See, that's the kind of ending I expected the Fablemans to have, but it didn't. <laughs> Surprisingly, <laughs> <laughs> I expect a Steven Spielberg movie to have like a kind of a corny moment like that. Yeah, but this one did, and uh, yeah, I don't think it was the best call to end to have the ending be that. No, but uh, overall, I still liked it. I would give it a I would give it a mid peak as well. Okay, mm-hmm. I'm off on my letterbox hose. Make that a shirt. Oh, <laughs> my letterbox hose just coming up with the fucking uh, four out of five the merch. I think I gave it a what did I give it? Three and a half. I think I maybe gave it four and a half. Four and a half. Are you ready to hire me then? I don't know if I gave it four and a half. Actually, where am I? Where am I? <laughs> where am I? Where am I? That's a list. See, I don't even know how to fucking navigate. Oh, it's not in reviews. <laughs> Now I got an ad. <laughs> when it happened, if you had pro. Okay, here we go. <laughs> I gave it. I gave it three and a half. Oh, okay. Uh, I might go back and change it. I think I only gave it three and a half because of the ending. Because, I get that, yeah. Because it just fucking dragged. Mm-hmm. So I'm gonna give it. I'm gonna give it four. Cool, cool. Yeah. I nice. Guess I so yeah. It again. Yeah. That's our views on the. 1920s to 30s epic Babylon. Mm-hmm. Now, I have a question for you guys. Yeah. Why do you guys think it bombed or it did so terribly? I think... In box office uh, uh, views. I think in the trailer, they don't really tell you much about it. They just show off the big, big parties yeah. and stuff like that. They just say, like, oh, about the movies mm-hmm. and having a lot of parties are happening during this time. And I, I, I think... I think it's like they show Brad Pitt, they show Margot Robbie, they show Toby. I think they're just kind of like, okay, you're gonna come see it because of them. Yeah, it also goes back to the uh, to the to the topic we discussed, where they do a list names sell yeah. movies now, and I think this is one of the one of the solidifiers of that mm-hmm. too. Yeah, because you know you got Brad Pitt and Margot Robbie. You know, those are. Those are I consider you know big A list talent. Those are huge. Mm-hmm. And then I see some people be like, "Well, well, the Once Upon a Time in Hollywood did great, but it also had like Tarantino." Yeah, I was just gonna like, say that the, too. He, yeah, direct, the director himself is the star. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> you go to that movie because of the Tarantino film, and it, it also happens to have great actors in it. Right. And, and yeah, yeah, you got Leo in there too. Oh yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. But I, I think, like I said earlier, I think this is gonna be one of those where it's like. It's going to bomb, but I think you give it a couple years and people are going to be like, that's actually really good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's also a three-hour movie about the, about um, R-rated, hard R-rated film about the excess of old Hollywood and and sex cults. And yeah. Oh, jeez. <laughs> I, I don't think people really wanted to see a very a dark, a dark nihilistic film about old Hollywood. <laughs> I, but I, I like that it's kind of different, though. Oh, no, it's very different. You yeah. know, like... Mm-hmm. It's not just like, okay, we're going to reboot. We're going to reboot. We're going to reboot. When I first heard about it, I felt like it was going to be more in the vein of La La Land. Mm-hmm. Uh, the director's uh, other film that he won uh, Best Director for. But um, but no, this is more in line with, like like Jonathan said, the, like Wolf of Wall Street, Hail Caesar mm-hmm. kind of vibe to it. And, uh, oh, that's what I was going to say. Like, the ending, it felt like Damien Chazelle, the director, was trying to um, emulate the feeling, the ending of uh, Whiplash. Oh. Or, like, uh, La La Land, in a way. He was trying to, like, meld the two. Mm -hmm. But I feel like it didn't really happen here. 
Yeah, mm-hmm. and it just kind of becomes like, at what point do you just um, do you just have to like our teacher Mike, uh, what's his last name? Russell. 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 <laughs> Mike, if you're listening, that's cool. Uh, <laughs> he right. would he would say, you know, cut. You got to cut your babies. And I think that was one of those where, yeah, yeah exactly. You yeah. probably need to cut your babies. Um, yeah, I agree. You know, yeah, that's yeah. Uh, yeah. Why do you think, Jonathan? Um, what was the question? I'm sorry. You're answering my question. Okay, okay. Why do you think it I bombed think it and was, did terribly? I think it was fall, uh, the marketing team's fault of like not necessarily like um explaining what it was about they mm-hmm. i think they wanted to keep it a mystery so that way they'll have people's interest in like going in and watching it like oh so that's what it was about instead of like flat out saying oh it's like you know about kind of like the film uh or how films are made in like the 1920s 1930s blah blah, blah. um in my opinion that's just in my opinion and I feel like if they would have explained it a little bit better in the trailer, then it would have been probably done a lot more better than it did. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Again, that's just my own personal opinion. Yeah. I guess we'll see in a couple of years. Yeah. Uh, the next five years, see what happens. <laughs> Babylon's going to be called the greatest film of all time. Right. I, and, and and that's going to... But see, I feel like that's going to hurt Margot. Because uh, to me, she was electric. And I think she should, she should potentially win something for that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but because it did bomb, people are probably going to be like, "Oh well, she can't." I mean, be. She's going to be fine. Yeah. She's got Barbie. No, yeah, yeah, she's got Barbie coming. She's gonna be Fuck Babylon. She's got Barbie. <laughs> <laughs> That's a real be- career best. Yeah, gonna be. <laughs> <laughs> That's the gold standard, right? Oh there. shit. We'll see if she can fucking top anything after fucking Barbie. <laughs> but yeah, you want to. Give your quick thoughts on Avatar. Yeah, yeah, too long. Um, too but there's long. <laughs> too long, man. But that last hour, though, that yes. last hour fucking picks up like a fucking freight train. Mm-hmm. Um, I did not see because I fell asleep during the first one. The first one, whatever. I felt mm-hmm. like I felt like it was too much emphasis on like humans in the first one, and so I like that this one was more like it's Avatar. Like, the Navi. Yeah, the Navi people. Mm-hmm. I don't care about humans. I came here to see fucking <laughs> the Navis. Okay? I don't need all that shit. Um But there's some there is some moments in there where I was like I was like, damn, this this is kinda heavy, man. Like when the sun oh, hit the button. Spoiler alert. When the when the sun dies, I'm like, oh fuck. Like they'll revive him somehow. Use your magic shit. Nope. Nah, he's dead. He did, dead. He dead. Homie. He said he's some magic right. and shit. <laughs> I mean, yeah, uh, yeah. That was that was not super surprising, just because of how they like. Oh, you're always the perfect. Mm-hmm. You're the perfect older brother and stuff. So I was like, oh, that's something about like, oh, he's probably gonna die at some point. I didn't even think that. Yeah, <laughs> I just thought it felt like, like classic movie. Yeah. like the language. Like they're gonna. Okay. Yeah. Alec didn't fall for it. Yeah, he was like, I know he's going to die. He's dead. Me, I'm like, oh, my God. Um, But, yeah, too long. Um, I give it, first of all, it's beautiful. Yes. It's absolutely fucking beautiful. It is stunning. 
So it's definitely going to win something. Best visual effects. Oh yeah, like hands down. If that Might doesn't, well just win. give it to it already. Yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> you're looking at that and you're like, bro, this is like this next shit is, level. Yeah, this is next ridiculous. Level. Mm-hmm. Like you, it's just amazing. Um, yeah. I, so I give it, I give it a mid peak. Um, nice. I just wish it was a little bit shorter. Uh, but that last hour definitely saved it for me. Mm-hmm. Mm. I was gonna say, like, I like um, James Cameron is a very like meat and potatoes kind of filmmaker. Where like he tells, I mean, the complaint, but this this movie I've seen is like it's very basic, but like it's a basic story, but it's a very well told basic story. Keep it simple, stupid. Like, keep it, yeah, mm-hmm. keep it simple, stupid. It's like you have you have characters you can identify with easily. Yeah, they they give you enough exposition to know what's going on, mm-hmm. and it's like you basically watch this. The visuals like pretty much like drive the story, and yeah, I just think it's like really. I don't know. You don't really need like a whole like complicated plot. Yeah, for the for this kind of movie, uh, it's all about the world building, and mm-hmm. like and like how the characters drive that forward. So yeah, I really enjoyed that. And what's her name, man? Shout out to fucking Zoe Saldana. Oh my god! Yeah, like she has, mm-hmm. like she's in Guardian of the Galaxy, mm-hmm. Avatar, and Drumline. Like her bank account. <laughs> Drumline. <it laughs> Drumline. Oh god! <laughs> yeah, the the great, the great, the best Nick Cannon movie. Oh god! Like, <laughs> Drumline. Yeah, but like when you think about that, she's in Star Trek. She's in Star Trek. She's in the Star yeah, Trek movies. Yeah, Trek, like yeah. she's in two of th- three of if the we're gonna highest. Mention you know, you know what's something crazy? I forgot that she was in the very first Pirates of the Caribbean movie. Yeah, she's like she's in nothing but the biggest right? franchises of all time. Like <laughs> she's, I think she's literally the only person that could say that she's in like the top three or something like that. I she read could, somewhere she could rival Samuel Jackson in terms of how many like. Franchises he's been in, like, he's, been like a, he's been in all of them too. She's the biggest star in the fucking world mm-hmm. because people are gonna go see. She's her. just missing Star Wars. Like, <laughs> man, <laughs> are so. we gonna speak into existence? Zoe's out. Donna's gonna be cast in the next Star Wars movie, and they know. have all types of projects. Hey, you never know. Uh, the star project that will never be made. <laughs> but uh, yeah, except Jonathan. for Disney Plus. So you really loved the first one, yeah. What? I, you, what, what? I said I'm not. I know I've been like outspoken about that. So yeah. So what did you? <laughs> I pride myself on liking the first Avatar. Hey, the well, biggest movie in the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> so what did you think about the sequel? So uh, I talked to my family about this. Uh, I really enjoyed the first one. Still, mm-hmm. um, I know you. You say you didn't like it because of like the 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 humans and all that, but I don't know. I just. There's just something about that first one that really kind of like... We're not talking about the first one, though. I know. But what I'm trying to okay, say is... Okay, my bad. You ain't got to get hot about it. I'll, I'll get hot about it. I'll get mad. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I the guess in the second one, I... Personally to me, I don't know why. I didn't like that. I didn't focus too much on, like, uh, the main characters in the first one. It was more about, like, the family. So we focused more on the kids and their uh, ventures or their, like, you know... Life, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, and, but I mean, I'm not saying I didn't hate it, 
but I, I just didn't, I guess, like, like that aspect of it. Um, but I definitely think it was very important to uh, continue um, pushing the mo- the movie and the universe further. I can, I can, I'll make a prediction for the later films. Right. Jake is going to die. Yes. And yeah. that, that, you can see that coming a mile away because they built the sun up so much. Yeah. As like, okay, he's, he's kind of fearless. He's going to, he's going to do all this. He's going to do all that. Jake is, it's either going to be the next one or four, but Jake isn't making it to five. Because I've, I've actually read something where uh, James Cameron said he uh, had to film these movies in a certain way because of the kids. Oh. He filmed them like, they, this, these movies have been in production since 2017 and he's been mm. filming them for that long. Dang. So uh, he had to film the kids scenes first because, you know, you know kids are, they grow like yeah. hella fast. Stranger Things. Yeah, Stranger Things, yeah. They went from like 12-year-olds to like 25-year-olds yeah. the <laughs> next season. But, um, but yeah, so... I feel like they haven't filmed like the fifth one, I think, I believe. So I feel like there's going to be a big time jump from when he's like a kid, from like when the sons and the daughters are like kids. And then like you'll see them as like either like 18 or like full blown adults or something like that. I feel like that's going to be there because like and then you're going to see like old man Jake. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he's going to be all have a beard and grizzled. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like, yeah, I, but I do agree. He's probably going to die by the end of this, these movies and have like the son play more of the main character mm-hmm. real quick interesting. did you guys know that the original like jake sully or like you know that they uh had uh or that james cameron james cameron wanted was matt damon mm-hmm. and then that he had like turned it down and what was it james cameron said okay you just turned down a bunch of money turned down like, like at least 250 million dollars because he was gonna get like uh He's going to get, like, a certain percentage of the box office. Yeah, with the box oh, office. Which is, like, <laughs> I mean, yeah, well, I'm, I'm sure he didn't think that the movie's going to make yeah. that much. I don't but, think yeah. anybody thought Yeah, I don't that. think anybody really thought that. But, but now, like, yeah. man, I'd be fucking so <laughs> <laughs> Every but fucking he, He's day. Mad Damon. It's not like he's, like, poor. I mean, he's, he's not, but he could be, uh, like, be richer. He could be super rich. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, I wonder if, uh, what's the name of the actor that, uh, Portrays Jake Sully, the the main uh, Sam Orvington. Him, if he got the same deal that Matt Damon did, because no. if he did, no, he got, oh, the, God, he, got no. the, he got fucking <laughs> Matt Damon's a laylist actor. Sam yeah. Orvington was just I know, still don't even know actor. whatever right, this right, guy right, has right. been in. Yeah, <laughs> I remember you know? he was no. he was in Clash of Titans, the remake, yeah. uh, Man on a Ledge. I think that movie's called The Shack. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> and, for, uh, and shit, for him, he's probably like, yeah, I don't give a fuck about those. <laughs> yeah, then, Just look yeah. at this one. Look at this one. Thanks, James. Yeah. Uh, yeah, but yeah, he's, uh, yeah, Sam Orban definitely didn't get like no, yeah, that yeah. kind of deal. But yeah, uh, but yeah, very, I, think, I still think it's a great film that Avatar The Way of Water is. And what'd, yeah. you, what'd you give it? Uh, I think I gave it a mid peak. Avatar right. 2. I gave it a peak. What did I say what I gave it? I think I say I mid. I'll say mid peak. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Glass Onion, Knives Out Mystery. Ryan Johnson returns. <laughs> it's on Netflix. So I hadn't actually seen the first one. So I kind of went. Oh, to, really? Yeah. I but mean, you don't have you don't have to. Yeah. Oh well, I guess. So yeah. I kind of I kind of figured like okay, I don't really like halfway. I was like, eh, I don't need to see the first one. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I probably don't need to see the second one again. Um, <laughs> <laughs> like it's not bad. But it's just kind of like, I just found myself like, okay, 
Like, <laughs> all right. A lot to me, a lot of this shit is clue. Yeah. Just told in a different way. Oh yeah, that's like majority of like who done it. And I love a good who done it. Mm-hmm. Like just watching the watcher, like I'm like, fuck, who who is it? But I just felt like with this one, it's just kind of like uh they kind of sp- I well, first of all, I love that what's the name just like completely spoiled the game. Like as soon as he said yeah, Benoit Blanc. Yeah, as soon as he said, and we're gonna we're gonna play the game. And he's like, All right, so blah 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 blah. I was like, Hell yeah, fuck your game, bitch. <laughs> The uh, hint for him is childish. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, like, fuck your shit. Like, we're, here, we're, we're here to chill. Um, I thought Batista's character was great. Yeah. Duke don't do pineapple. <laughs> I don't know why that's so funny to me. It's the way he says it. Yeah, Duke, nah, Duke, Duke don't, don't do pineapple. pineapple. I'm going to just start saying that shit. Uh, like, oh, you want you want onion? Nah, Jamal don't do onion. Mm-hmm. It's like, what? Who are you talking about? Just, <laughs> whatever. Um, but yeah, it just kind of felt like it was like, I guess, like how Alex said, uh, it's just meat and potatoes. Yeah. Like, they just, you know, they just kind of go there. I like the reveal that what's name was a twin. Mm-hmm. Um, that was kind of creative. Yeah. Um, but then it just kind of became after that, like, all right, when is this kind of ending for me? <laughs> uh, okay. Yeah. I can see that. I, you know, there were some funny parts. Will I watch it again? Probably not. Mm-hmm. So I'd give it a, I'd give it a, I want to say ass mid. I give it. I give it a mid, 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 mid. There you go. <laughs> I've been waiting all yeah. the time to oh, use that. Yeah. So oh, that's it'll, so good. It'll get mid. <laughs> <laughs> mid, mid. That shit is fucking perfect. Yeah. <laughs> oh, but yeah. perfect. Uh, Jonathan, you wanna? Talk about it real quick. I'm still gathering uh, my thoughts a bit. Yeah. Um, so <laughs> <I'm> laughing. <laughs> I definitely enjoyed it as well. Um, I've seen the first one and I've seen like the second one. I definitely think and agree that you don't have to have seen the first one to get the second one because they just give you like the context of who, um, what was the detective? Who the detective? The detective is, and um, he's the only character that like you know came from the first one. Uh, everybody portrayed their characters very well. Uh, I thought Edward Norton did great with his like rich prick character and all that. Like, you know, I really hated it. I was like, I don't want to put Elon it in the face. Musk type. <laughs> yes. And, um, and, uh, uh, like you said, I, I like the, you know, spoil that it was a, a, a twin all along. Um, and yeah, I mean, Dave Batista really, you know, Made me laugh out loud with him being a, a made an influencer, an influencer living with his mom, and his girlfriend, and his girlfriend there. Um, I think I think the Knives Out series did a better job at these like who done it um, type of like uh, uh, movies because I don't know if you guys uh, have seen or heard of like. Death on the Nile, and then Murder on the Oriental Express. I haven't seen Death on the Nile. But <laughs> it's Oriental Express. You don't have to say Oriental. Oh, sorry. I'm so sorry. You racist. I, <laughs> Ten episodes, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Had a good run. Orient Express. <laughs> I am so sorry. Good Lord. Mur- and, I ju- and I had it out, and I just didn't read it. Murder on the Orient Express. <laughs> you had support, didn't even use it. God damn. I went in confident. <laughs> I was like, 
Oregon but anyways, he's like, I'm um, going to let my racism shine today. <laughs> <laughs> he's not racist, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> oh, um, God. In that movie, um, I, I, I didn't like it. It was terrible to me. It was boring. Whether as for like Knives Out um, does a good job of kind of like keeping you focused or like keeping you in the whole like, you know, mystery and wanting to find out who who had done it. Um, I also agree with Jamal, though, that it was more of a one and done with the second one. The first one, I would rewatch it. You know, I, I liked it better. It has a certain, I don't know, I would say like charisma to it. I think just because Ana de Armas' character just is really no, not like that. Is there we go? Does does it really well? Like sure, her character <laughs> just like you know, I don't know. I just I, I like the first one a lot more than uh, like you like looking one. at Ana de Armas. I just think it was a lot more funny in the first one. All right, that helps you sleep at night. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yes, I'll also give it a mid. Oh uh, yeah, so my thoughts on it. I'm a. Uh... I'm a big fan of whodunit type movies. And uh, like Jonathan was uh, saying, mur- uh, Murder on the Orient Express. Not racist. <laughs> uh, yeah, I do agree that that movie was mid. But uh, though those that, that those movies are based on books by Agatha Christie. So like, uh, so like the, the Knives Out kind of like franchise was is based on those novels. So without those, you wouldn't have like these movies necessarily, and uh, in a way, the Knives Out movies feel like subversions of the the whole Who Done It mystery because I feel like it's pretty obvious mm-hmm. who the killer is mo- majority of the time, but you kind of don't care because you're like you're like digging deeper into these themes about like you know like uh, the rich people and just like. Uh, basically seeing like these crazy over the top characters interact with each other. I think that's like the most fun part about it. Yeah. And I love Daniel Craig just playing Benoit Blanc. I think he's one of my favorite recent characters in movies. I like the way he talks. He sounds like Foghorn Leghorn. <laughs> <laughs> Hell's bells, what's happening? Yeah. You gonna get it's like blast out of your mouth. <laughs> And I say, I say. <laughs> you just watch Looney Tunes like getting a character. Like I can listen to this man say kombucha for like. <laughs> no, this Jarelletto's kombucha. kombucha. This got numbers and alcohol. <laughs> Hell's bells. But no, uh, yeah, I like I like the you know the characters like Kate Hudson's character is uh she's very goofy but she's a lot of fun you know mm-hmm. the 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 birdie j i believe her name is yeah yeah she's fun and uh like Edward warren's character is basically just elon musk is like revealing like showing like how billionaires actually are there's this dumb people who who are able to like you know you know manipulate the market into their own view yeah. <laughs> into their own way <laughs> it's not smart it's stupid no, <laughs> just dumb. Was that in the movie? Yeah, <laughs> Where it's like it's like it's like when they were revealing Edward Norris' whole plan. Oh yeah, spoiler. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Spoiler. Spoiler. <laughs> <laughs> when they were revealing Edward Norris' whole plan, he's like, "It's so dumb." And the Kate Hudson's like, "But it's so brilliant." No, yeah. no, it's just dumb. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That part made me laugh. <laughs> but um, 
but yeah, I just really like watching these. Like, I might like it a little more than the first one, honestly, just mm. for the. I feel like the, the main characters are more memorable than the first one. I was mm. like, and I like just like watching them interact with each other, and uh, the whole idea of it being set on this like island. It's yeah. pretty fun. Did you notice like the music kind of sounds like James Bond? I don't know if that was like an intentional. A little bit, but, yeah. Like, <laughs> it's like kind of like yeah. <laughs> kind of And then like, he's like sneaking. Yeah. I don't know if that was intentional. <laughs> I don't know if that was intentional or not, but yeah, that was like a fun thing to hear. And um and I also like the way I feel like like you guys said it was a one and done. I feel like I watched it actually two times. Hmm. And there's stuff you notice the second time around that you didn't know it was the first time around that mm-hmm. made it even more fun to like really dissect like oh okay this makes sense here it makes sense here it feels like plot hole proof yeah right yeah, right. <laughs> in a way yeah and uh yeah he does spend his time a lot to like cover all his tracks but i did i did i did really enjoy the movie a lot i think it's a lot of fun i think it's a good good script and some interesting cameos in there too <laughs> I, I, did you guys expect ethan Hawke to come out I remember him be. I remember him like. I think they like took pictures like like TMZ photos. Of oh, okay. So, so I think that that cameo was like, you know, revealed early. I didn't expect the whole like uh, Serena Williams. Thing. Yeah. <laughs> She's like, well, it's your money. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Get your and, uh, money. Yo Yo Ma is in there, <laughs> and uh, who else? And then there, Kareem Abdul Jabbar is in there oh, for a yeah. little bit. Really? Yeah. I remember yeah, he was, like on. He was Zoom. in the bathtub on Zoom. You remember that? Kareem Abdul-Jabbar was like in the bottom right corner? They're playing Among Us? <laughs> you don't oh, remember wow. at all? Completely did not see that one. <laughs> wow. Like, remember where your head just turned away from that? I was probably on my phone. Oh, my goodness. Like, <laughs> it was, it, like, there was moments where I was just like, all right. But no, yeah, they're, they're on, he's on Zoom with Kareem Abdul-Jabbar and a couple other folk. Yeah. But yeah, <laughs> but yeah I, I think the movie was a lot of fun. A good uh, whodunit mystery to me. And uh, I think I'll give it a mid-peak. Okay. Yeah. Did okay. you guys know that um, Ethan Hawke did that cameo of what he did was because during that time he was in that uh, area to shoot Moon Knight? To shoot what? Moon oh, Knight. yeah. It's a, it's a show. Uh, not, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, know, I, know. I, just okay. didn't, I just didn't hear you. Yeah, yeah, Moon Knight. Yeah. That's why he <laughs> has the same hair I know and everything is. and style everything. No, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Honestly, yeah. That's why he literally just did that and then left. That's typically how, like, good. Typically yeah. how like some cameos happen. Like They yeah. just happen to be on the fucking same lot. You want to just like do a quick scene real quick? Oh, yeah. Fuck, in the I background? Don't yeah, I don't give a fuck. But yeah, I like cameos like that. I thought really? it was pretty interesting the way they cured COVID. Like, oh, you're good. You don't you're need mask. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> back again. Duke, don't do pineapple. <laughs> Does it have pineapple in it? <laughs> but uh, yeah, so mm-hmm. that's that's what we that's our review. Had a lot to review today. Yeah, we did. Yeah, we had a big show. It's our tenth episode. So who cares? Yeah, this one's definitely going to be like four or five hours. <laughs> but yeah, what, what what's the time on there? We're at uh, three hours and ten. Oh, okay. That's actually not. And here I am. In honor here, of Bob, ba- here Babylon. Here I am sitting here bitching about fucking three hour movies. <laughs> and in honor of Babylon, we're going to have the podcast run longer yeah. than the movie. I'm bitching about three hour movies, and our podcast averages like two hours and 50 <laughs> something minutes. But that's different. You guys stay here and listen to the whole damn thing. Yes. <laughs> but yeah, that's the show. Well, no. <laughs> we got we, one last thing. Oh, yeah. I forgot my uh, movie suggestion. I forgot. Because yeah, I kind of foreshadowed it. You did. Earlier, and I found out. Yeah. Uh oh. So. 
my uh so the movie suggestion that I'm going to give you guys. You know what we need? Mm-hmm. We need a fucking drum roll. You know what we need? <laughs> we need a fucking drum roll. No, I don't have that. And you want to take <laughs> That's all I got. All right. <laughs> all right. All right. Okay. All right. Jonathan, next thing you do is put a drum roll on there. Okay. Right again in my notes. No, <laughs> but anyways, uh so yeah, my uh my movie suggestion for you guys to watch is uh will be my uh number one film of twenty twenty two and that is Wait, hold on, hold on. Do you know what it is? Do you remember? What oh it yeah, is? did you listen? Yes. What is it? Decision to leave. Yeah, okay. got it. There you is go. it? Oh, like, probably had it on his notes because yeah. Like, oh, I'm, no. I'm typing down notes. <laughs> Alec, number one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but hey, if my uh, my suggestion to y'all is to watch Decision to Leave, and uh, I have a way for you guys to see it, it. It's on a streaming app called Mubi. Which I'm subscribed to. I think it's it's not on Amazon. It's not, is it? I, it says watch now on Prime. Maybe because you know they do that and then like you're oh you gotta pay. oh you gotta pay yeah. Let me just double check yeah. to make sure. Decision to we leave, don't, we don't ladies wanna, and gentlemen. We don't have to pay. <laughs> Thanks, Jonathan. Of course. But yeah, decision to leave. Uh, that would be my movie suggestion. Of okay. I'm actually excited to see that. Yeah, one. yeah. Because I watched the trailer while you were talking about it. Mm-hmm. And I was like, yeah, that looks cool. Yeah, I think you guys will enjoy it. And uh, if anybody else wants to watch it with us, you can. Nice. So you can be part of a conversation. There you go. Nice. Alec, just give out your password. I'm not going to give you all my passwords yet. <laughs> <laughs> you can either you can either pirate it. We can. Or you can. <laughs> or you can. I, I don't, I don't want to promote pirating, but I'm not going to say you can't. Pirate it. But he's saying if you were to happen to find a way. You found the link somewhere on Reddit or Instagram or Twitter or whatever. You know, hey, and give you it just, a go. Your finger accidentally clicked on it. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. I like how he starts using sound effects at the now literal, he's using it all the time. Literally at the end of the show. Knowing as hell of it. Like literally we're about to wrap up and he's like, sound effects, sound effects, sound effects, sound effects. Yep. He's just like, let me just get my shit in. But yeah, that'll be uh, that'll be my <clears throat> suggestion of the week for you, and I'll give you my login and everything after the show. Nice, ladies and gentlemen, that's it. This is a, this is a long one, uh, but hey, it's our tenth episode. It's a milestone, uh, but we're probably not gonna be this long anymore. <laughs> <laughs> no, not for the yeah. foreseeable for, until like episode twenty. <laughs> yeah, those those will be the long ones that we go, but uh. If you hey man, if you got this far, we appreciate you, uh, and hopefully you guys are enjoying it. Our next episode, uh, we're working on something. Yeah, we won't say it just in case it yeah. doesn't happen, but we're we're excited for it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, with that said, it's been fun, and we'll see you in the next one. Happy twenty twenty three. Goodbye, everybody, bitches. <laughs>